0: I like to move and move it, I like to move and move it, I like to move and move it, you like to move it, I like to move and move
1: it, I like to move and move, I like to move (laughs) and move it, you like to
0: Ladies and gentlemen, all the flute benders out there in the world My name is Dan Scully My name is Garrett Smith And welcome to I Like To Movie Movie uh, I'm going to have to, you're going to have to forgive me. I've been under the weather this week. So that is the peak of the energy I can put into this. I need to tell so the audience
2: that I started this episode by, by hold my hovering my finger over the record button <laughs> while I watched you build up a bone tomahawk in your body. And then when I released, when I released my finger under the record button, you like, it was like I pulled a rip cord on a chainsaw. That's all I got. The yeah. rest is on you, <laughs> man. You got to carry this. I, feel I got very this.
0: tired. I, like my day cool high is burning out. <laughs> my marijuana high is setting in. Yes. And, um, yeah, so I'm 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 tired we're man. We're in it. But we're in it. We're, we're in ready it. for it. Uh, so, welcome to I like to movie movie. Yes. Um, I, for some reason it feels like it's been a while since we've done this. I know. It was just 2, two weeks, weeks ago. Just 2 weeks ago. With so Eric, thank Christopher you again Myers. For Eric Christopher Myers and uh for for his amazing Butterfly Kisses yes. interview. And uh, thank you to us for interviewing (laughs) him. Uh, uh,
2: Yeah, and thank you to everybody for listening to that. Uh, I think we definitely picked up a bunch of new listeners uh, because Eric is a very generous fellow and and passed it around a bunch. And uh, check out his movie, Butterfly Kisses. It's it's, uh, on Amazon, and I'm pretty sure it's a pretty good price right now. It's holiday shopping season time. Black Friday. Crazy. Get it nice and cheap. Uh, You can find our show online everywhere at I like 2 movie That's numeric, too. Twitter, Facebook... I like to movie at gmail.com. Look us up. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That would be super helpful to us. Uh, and we'd love to hear from you. Give us some recommendations about things we should watch. Uh, we kind of went for just a little something random this week, or not random per se, but this uh, is
0: certainly a movie that was on our original famed uh, yes. just note in the phone of movies we'd like to do. Uh, this is a movie I saw when it first came out and was really into. And so I was curious to see if it still held up, and yeah. figure we'd knock it off the list as we get ready for the holiday season. I am very excited to talk oh, about it, this. Okay, I'm glad you enjoyed yes. it. So we are referring, of course, of course, as of course. you probably intuited yes. from this, to Pedro Amaldovar's uh adaptation of the novel Tarantula by Terry Jonquet. Jonquet? I-, I was I going to it ask
2: it you if that, what the novel was called. Yeah, it's
0: called well the I know in English it's called Tarantula. Yeah, I don't okay. know what what it translates. Tarantula. <laughs> um the film is called The Skin I Live In and yes. because I want to say it in Spanish for fun, La piel que
2: habito. Oh. So, there you go. I love it. Uh so I have never seen a Pedro Almodovar film before. This is my first one uh i'm pretty familiar with his movies like i remember when talk to her came out uh i i think that's old enough that i might have been in high school when that came out i feel like i remember my film teacher in high school like going to see that movie while we were Mm. in his class and being like this is like a really good you know trying to recommend it to our class and Mm. us being 17 and being like what you went to see a movie in
0: spanish it's not spider-man get
2: out yeah yeah it's, uh, well, I'll go to movies so that
0: I don't have to read. Right, yeah. Okay? yeah.
2: I still meet people that say that. Oh, I know. It's and crazy. it drives me nuts. I'm he, like you don't re- He's one of the guys that got me into that. He took us, uh, he got our school to let us go on a quote-unquote field trip to uh, see spirited away Oh no! Um, but we saw like, They're like little black brook no, with, uh, no. With, uh, Brittany Murphy. no we but we saw it with like the original uh, uh japanese uh and, and subtitled and whatnot um so it was, that's the way to do yeah, it yeah he was like one of the guys that like got me oh right okay so this is not so uh this doesn't this isn't as unappealing as i thought it was as a dumb 17 year old certainly beats dubbing yeah oh yeah uh like this movie for example where we actually got to hear antonio Banderas. <laughs> Antonio Banderas is Speak speaking in his Spanish. native language. Oh. It's
0: like drinking a cup of gravy. It so sounds amazing. It's so rich and yeah. incredible. Yeah. I, I, I fucking hated life itself. Yeah, Hated it. That yeah. movie is bloody, shitty garbage. <laughs> and there's a scene that that he, does, he monologues in Spanish. Yeah. That whole time I was just like, yes, drip your gravy on me. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's
2: amazing. Yeah.
0: But fuck you, that movie. You, I should make it very clear. Yeah. In case it wasn't clear, fuck that
2: movie. <laughs> fuck it. He is so good in the skin I live in.
0: He's well, and he has and we'll get into why, but yeah. all of the performers uh less so the character of Vera, but I mean yes. specifically him, he has to simultaneously evoke tremendous sympathy which is partially put on him by the script through just previous disaster but i think he wears it well he does but he also has to be extremely menacing yeah yeah but there's times where he has to be tender and there's even times where he has to kind of be hunky yeah and he really wears all of it well in a movie that he had to have a chart telling him how to be (laughs) it you know it it, it's amazing
2: yeah i i don't even know where to begin talking about this movie though uh Because there's so many things I just want to like jump into right away. Like, uh, like there was that line early on where who turns out to be his mother says to him, like, "You, if you keep her here like this, she's gonna kill herself. These cycles repeat themselves." I was
0: curious about that because I wonder what that means. Well, Well, you find out to the daughter.
2: No, you find out later. His own wife, after the accident, he kept her locked up in a room. And once she finally saw the outside world and could and, and realized what she was, she killed herself. She killed herself, yeah. And a similar thing happens to Vera. A similar thing kind of happens to, you know, it is like this cycle that's repeating. Mm-hmm. It's. I was just like, I'm fascinated this movie like finds let's talk ways about to. That. That'll yeah. be our way in. Let's yeah. talk about the structure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because we we'll get into the technique and yes, all that stuff yeah. later and the themes. But yeah. Let's talk about the structure. Of that, it. This yes. is a movie that. Um, it is the perfect mix of show and tell, because there is a fair amount of expositing, but yes. I think that it's done well. Me too. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, and the, the thing is, I, I think why the expositing is done well is because it's never enough. Yes. They don't give us enough information. They give us all of the information, but they don't give us enough context at any given point yeah. to really put it all together. Yeah. Until the, the chips start to fall in, like, act three and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know then then everything comes together and it was a joy to watch a second time because of this yeah. you know knowing what each thing means absolutely but yeah it gives you just enough information to want to solve the mystery without being you know so cryptic to the point where it's stupid but also uh you know just draws you into it and and makes it seem pertinent even if you're not actively engaging what they give you
2: well it's like there was that scene where again who turns out to be his mother is telling that long backstory about robert to vera Mm -hmm. over the outside over the fire uh and that was the first time in the movie that i was like wow they're really expositing like that's what this is this Mm -hmm. is them filling in a bunch of details we didn't already have which end up not being all of the detail, you know what I mean? And you think you're getting all the backstory there, but you're not. You're only
0: getting and a piece. It makes sense. It's not an empty ex- exposition. It right. makes sense that she would be sharing
2: that absolutely at that moment. Absolutely, and which is phenomenal considering how little we actually do know about their relationship at right. that moment. Yeah, and ultimately we don't. I mean, that is one of my questions coming out of the movie. We'll keep talking about structure here, but it like. I don't exactly know how much Robert's mother knew about everything that was happening inside of his house. I
0: think she knows what the audience thinks they know at right. the beginning. That's what I that think too. Obviously this is some sort of extremely unethical and criminal experiment. Yes. And uh but she, you know, she loves her son and yeah, she's yeah. going to just to be a part of his life. Yeah. You know, we don't Obviously her life is one of tragedy as well yes. knowing that she lost touch with both her sons and one of them is I mean, they're both monsters, but one of them is, is a much more explicit monster. Yeah. So, you know, you, you do get the sense that there is that that cycle there.
2: Well, and that's also like uh, the, the, the scene with, we'll just call it the tiger. The, the scene with the tiger, you know, that gives us all the information we need as to why she might have willingly participated in Robert's experiment. Yes. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Uh, because that is just how she feels about her sons.
0: And I, you also get the sense she probably had nowhere else to go. Yeah,
2: you know, there's there's a lot of factors going, and that's that's
0: I think what I'm saying here is that it's so rich with detail like that without necessarily telling us that Agreed. detail. I couldn't paint that lady's life story, but I know exactly where she's coming from yeah. based on all of that. Yeah. So the exposition is natural. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it works. Let's take it from the beginning. What do we know? What's our entrance character? Oh my god! So we god. come in. The first thing we see is Vera, the mm-hmm. mysterious woman mm-hmm. in the bodysuit doing mm-hmm. yoga. Mm-hmm uh getting food from a dumb waiter mm-hmm. and it is pretty apparent up front that she might be there against her will yeah either due to what looks like an apparent condition yes. as for the medicalness of everything that was definitely my first her. thought yeah that there's and you know you go into this knowing that it's a fucked up movie so you you want to expect that so we know that we know that the old lady who i have to say she was a very pretty old lady she i was, was taken with how striking Me too. the uh, the older woman was yeah. uh and uh Sorry, I'm just real into her. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I told you guys, I'm tired. My day quilt's running out.
2: I agree yeah. with you, though. She was a very attractive, very attractive woman. Very attractive, and yeah. she was a very good actress. Yeah. So
0: that, that exposition dump that she had was wonderful oh, to that, listen to yeah, because I mean, yeah. of the way it was. You know, the way it and was you get done. the
2: imagery of the fire and blah, blah. Like, yes, there's like yeah, yeah. so much great stuff going on there. Every shot of
0: this is like a photograph. Right? Yeah. It's very dense, and it's very based in set pieces. Yes. So, okay, so we get this story for a little bit of.
2: Uh, his name is Dr. Doctor... Oh, ro- ro- oh Robert re- Led Ledler. Led yeah, led leg leg I can't remember exactly. Led, leg- ledger? led-, leg- led. ledger, led ledger. Ledgler.
0: head legislature. <laughs> I almost just searched let the right one in. Because that feels like <laughs> the <laughs> same title yeah, as I f- the skin It's Ledgler. The skin I ledger- live in. Dr. Banders.
2: Yeah. Uh, Robert Ledgard. 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 <laughs> I had all the letters. I had them in different places. Yeah, yeah. You're... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am Ledgard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so he's got this woman somewhat captive
0: yes. and is and we also see uh scenes of him uh doing uh talks to his yes. colleagues in the medical world where
2: he's talking about burn victims. Burn victims. And yes. and uh he's talking about in particular Uh, their need for a face that Mm. that uh, a face is what gives you not only an identity but the ability to like be out in the world and interact with other people Mm. um uh, but also he's like very focused on skin and skin being um uh, he wants it to be durable flame retardant can't be punctured that's why when vera tries to kill herself
0: with the magazine can't pull it off can't do it cut the skin yeah um yeah, so he's trying to, and they do make mention of his wife having been burned in some way yes. and dead. Yeah, And uh, how do they say it? Oh, either way, and it's he oh gal was the name of the gal, skin system yes. gal gal was his wife's name, gal is the name of like whatever this product
2: he's creating is, yeah. and so it's in honor of his
0: dead wife yeah he's creating this skin
2: and so right That's away, our base, yeah, and right away initially, you start trying to thread the needle between these images you're seeing of the captured woman mm. who's in this unitard all the time uh and and him giving these speeches about uh somebody b- being burned and and the the skin system he's developing and stuff and you at first, I was like, okay, so. Uh, maybe this woman has a legitimate condition where she can't be anywhere outside of this, like potentially hermetically sealed room. And the research he's doing is to help her. You know, like mm. that's kind of the initial. Uh, yeah, exactly.
0: You get the sense it's it's like either she's captured or she's bubble boy, right? Yeah, you know, and just can't leave. Right.
2: You. You. I didn't. I didn't go full on into, like, this is clearly some sort of horrible experiment he's yeah, yeah. performing on this woman, you know?
0: And, and it is... You do sort of automatically feel that just knowing that this is, yeah. oh, it's a crazy fucked up movie. You, yeah. know, you know that yes. this is going to be a Frankensteinish yeah. story. But
2: as far as the information the movie's delivering us, like, I definitely was like, okay, I think maybe he's trying to help her. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she's part of this, like, research project for the skin thing. But then you start, you know, you immediately go like, right, but her face is fine and you you know what i mean like you just there are are little details about it that you're like but something isn't right about it and then she tries to kill herself yes and then yes exactly and that's that's kind of the first inciting event is her her initial uh, uh suicide attempt but that suicide attempt occurs on the other side of a video camera which robert is watching her on he's got this like you know, uh, study slash be- slash bedroom thing where one wall is basically an enormous TV that he's watching her on, and it looks awesome. Yeah, because this, uh, as
0: we said earlier, this this whole movie is uses set pieces really well to yes. block a shot, and so these just look great. Yeah, and and I wanted to mention too while we're going through it when he speaks to uh, his colleagues at the medical theater. Yes, it becomes apparent the kind of design that they're going for here. There is this old, I don't want to say gothic, that's too strong of a word, yeah. but there's this old, like, you know, the my favorite painting at the Philadelphia Museum of Art, the Agnew Clinic. Yeah. Or it might be Gross Clinic. I can't tell them, apart. <laughs> whichever one it is, uh-huh. saying, the big one. Yeah. Uh, it's that old medical theater, yep. and it has that feel, but it has that clinical yes. post, post-Apple post store, <laughs> yes, yes. you know, super crisp blandness about yep. it, too. And that really sets the tone for all of it, including that TV screen. Yes. It's big and illogical the way that an old supervillain that would look like a block of monitors on the screen. Yep. uh, It's like that, but it's hip and high def and, you know, it's a big flat screen. Yeah. It looks so
2: cool. Oh, and that's the other thing. There's the two monitors in the kitchen. So it's like there's these little details where you're like, something's not right about this. You know, like she's
0: uh, even before we. Something stinks.
2: Yeah. Even before she's revealed to have uh, attempted suicide something's not right about what's happening there. And then the next thing we're given is on the other side of that video screen is a woman that has attempted to kill herself. And then his treatment of her in response to that is when you're like, okay, this guy's, uh, fucked up. Like he's a little bit of a monster.
0: Yeah. Something's happening.
2: Yeah. Cause he, you know, he basically denies her suicide attempt, like to her and for her Mm -hmm. essentially.
0: And when he's doing it too, he makes mention of the skin's too soft. Right. You know, like, so, you know,
2: yeah. Oh, that's right. He yeah. was fascinated by how soft her skin was. Yeah, he said it's too and soft. And now that makes sense to me. Yeah,
0: yeah. And now, now I'm trying to picture... Now I'm fucked up about the timeline. Because yeah. she also has the throat cutting incident, that- which I think was prior to all of that. And there he also mentions, like, I didn't believe your skin would be this soft.
2: Right. Oh, I guess that and is... And then it
0: shows more operating on the neck. Yes, yes. Right. Yeah. That is
2: prior... Right. That the, the, the neck thing happens later in the movie, but is earlier in the timeline of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think you're right about that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we, that's pretty much what we know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And then the tiger shows up. Yes. A dude who
0: is dressed up for carnival. Yeah. And he, you know, convinces the older woman to let him in on account of he's her long-lost loser son. Yeah. And then he gets to fucking shit up. He's got her tied up. And uh, ultimately ends up raping
2: Vera. Yes, yeah. Uh, in in a very, I mean, th- there end up being multiple rape scenes throughout this movie, and, and they're all. B- That's actually one of multivar's biggest criticisms yeah. is that he
0: does use it a lot. Yeah, uh, I think it's used cleanly and well here. It fits the story as part of it. It fits but the story. A lot of. Uh, a lot of his criticism comes from I was talking to Gary about this the other day when I yeah. told him we were doing this, is that it's been used as, as humor before. Yeah. In yeah. ways that are, you know, not tasteful. This not being a comedy probably helps. Yeah,
2: yeah. And it, it it um I think those scenes are very difficult to watch and and part of what's difficult, especially that first one with the tiger, mm. it once we have the information of the rest of the movie. Vera's reaction to the rape makes more sense, mm. but devoid of that context, it's very difficult to watch because y- you just don't know how to interpret her reaction and it makes it very uncomfortable.
0: And therefore, that's why I argue it's used well Yeah, because yeah. It, it isn't just a tool for revenge or a tool, uh, you know, like anything like that. It is a level of the the... The crypticness of the storytelling. Because yeah. it makes you think that, like, why is she reacting this way? Yeah. Why is this the the dynamic? Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, and then it becomes important later when we know. It does, yeah, and it's yeah. very weird watching it a second time once you know. it's. Yeah, We're spoiling this, by the way. Oh, so, yeah, 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 So yeah, yeah. please watch yeah. this movie first. Oh,
2: this is definitely a movie to watch without being spoiled by yeah. any of these details. Don't go in knowing anything. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, yeah, there's some wild twists and turns that were really fun to experience mm-hmm. without knowing what the movie was about. Um, but yeah, so the, you know, uh, but, and then that ends with his death though, because then Antonio Banderas yeah, returns Ledgard
0: comes back in. We find out that the, that his mom lied about his whereabouts yes. because she said, oh, he's out of Spain right now. Yeah. So she was, she was trying, yeah. trying to dissuade the tiger. Yes. And, uh, yeah. Then he kills him. Yep. And, uh, well, we get the sense I forget where we get it, but we get the sense in the larger scheme of things that as a result, uh, he goes out to put away the body. Per his mother's instructions yes. so she she's now complicit, she yeah. knows we now know that she's tied into the murky ethics of things, yeah, um but it's immediately notable that Vera gets more freedom, yeah she's out of her room without any security, yeah, and it's the first time that she and Ledgard
2: become romantic to yes. a degree yeah and uh and his a, mother warns him against that,
0: yes, says you made her look like your wife, yeah, that was a bad idea, yeah. Um, this is
2: literally tells him this is your weakness. Yeah, this has happened before. Yeah, I
0: can see it happening again.
2: Yeah, which is very interesting in that moment when you're devoid of the, of the rest of the context because. And also, I, I think by the end, I don't. I, I'm leaning on
0: this time around that mom does not actually know the full breadth. of I the not so By the end, yeah. at any point, I don't think so. That either. makes her ultimate death seem that much more upsetting to me. Yeah, yeah. And it's supposed to be. It's,
2: yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I don't. Th- I think what she all she knows is he's got a patient uh, like i think she does legitimately think vera is like a patient of his to some mm-hmm. extent
0: and he has a history of having worked on patients he yes. has a full on surgical a room clinic at his and house and other people talk about how like there's a point where one of his coworkers straight up offers like can the hospital rent out your right. you know so it's not completely out of the ordinary that right. he would have someone that he's caring for right.
2: But I imagine that after the they imply that it's like many years that vera is is there, I think mm. um I would imagine she pretty quickly is aware that there's something very unethical about what he's doing with Vera, especially when she realizes Vera looks like his dead wife, yeah. you know um and i I think that my impression is his mother's concern is just like whoever this woman actually is, you're stealing her life away mm. for some. Bizarre thing traumatic thing that you're going through you're you're making her look like your wife and you're trying to keep her basically Mm -hmm. and that uh, obviously but something's up yeah something sticks but the thing that his mom keeps saying is you should kill her Mm -hmm. and that makes that was what made me early on think like well then who or what is Vera. And so thinking that his mother doesn't know the full breadth of it, I wonder who or what she thinks Vera is. I think she thinks what the movie wants us to
0: think at that point. Yeah. Or make the assumption is that she isn't real of some sort. Right. That she's, she's either a robot yeah. or a perfect clone. Yeah. Um, just something that if it gets out, it's so unethical that he's done for.
2: Yeah. That it's worth killing yeah. over. Yeah. she. That's the thing. It's like she seems to think that she's like... Some sort of like legit science fiction experiment yeah yeah you exactly. know well
0: it's like if a doctor you know does uh you know does someone's uh you mm. know give someone i don't know uh arm surgery versus sure, <laughs> sure, sure sure and you know it's just normal everyday arm surgery and they do it without official paperwork and all right. that they will be completely not disbarred what is the if they have their medical license yeah, revoked, yeah they will probably suffer some sort of punishment right but if you're doing Nazi doctor if you're human centipeding people yeah, yeah. which I think is what she feels then you aren't just disgraced. Right. You are a you're a monster. Yeah. Yeah. You lose all of it. Yeah. And I think she's uh she's aware of that. Yeah and also she's probably pretty fucked up too. She yeah, raised yeah. two fucked up kids. Yeah. You know, she's yeah, well, and she's that, not necessarily a great person either. We just like her.
2: And somewhere in all of this is where she reveals that she is the mother to both the tiger yes. and Antonio Banderas's character. Mm. Um, that might be when she tells Vera the whole story. It's like after it's when they're by the fire. It's yeah. while he's burying the body. Yes, Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. when he
0: comes back from the body that it's yeah. let's go inside.
2: And I and I believe the story she tells her. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is just his Robert's backstory in what happens to his wife. And then what subsequently happened to his daughter as the kind of yeah, the yeah. result of losing his, his, his wife.
0: wife left with the tiger
2: yes. the first time he showed up because yeah. he's a
0: he's just like a loser criminal. Yeah. And then she fell for him and then they left and the car crashed. Yeah. And uh,
2: he survived but disfigured.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's another thing that they do. Interestingly, too, during the scene where he's raping Vera, he's talk he's thinking it's the wife. And saying you used to love this what what's your deal you know and used to be real into this and because i think he believes that the surgeon is so good that he would have been able to repair that
2: right exactly he's he uh, he believes that robert is such a talented uh, uh plastic surgeon uh that he would be able to if somehow he saved his wife's life from that fire he'd be able to return her back to like perfect condition yeah 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 exactly exactly yeah. so
0: the there is a lot of thematic stuff that they that they layer into there. Yes. So okay, so we know that and we don't uh do we know anything No, we don't know anything about the the daughter yet. No. Uh, we just know that cuz yeah, she tells the story about the wife he brought her home. Yeah. Kept her locked up, I tried think- to fix her, couldn't fix her. Right and then she sees her reflection and kills herself and lands on her daughter's toys while she's yes, playing outside. Right. It's fucking horrible. It's crazy. Yeah, and I so do crazy. think
2: she reveals to Vera that his daughter also killed herself. She says something she to the effect he, of she followed, she followed the same her, yeah. path as her mother, including straight out the window. Yeah, like, yeah, something yeah. to that effect. I think
0: that, and with the combined like knowledge of her obvious absence, Vera yes. knows that that yeah. she did kill herself.
2: Yes. Um, which is... Fascinating because at that point in the movie, you're like, okay, so this guy has been traumatized in his own way, mm-hmm. um, which may have led to the monstrous behavior that we're already seeing. Yeah, yeah. You know, he has captured but even this so, woman. Like, he, at
0: that point, even it, we could still assume that this is a passion project. Right. It's not really on the up and up, Right. but he's doing it with the best intentions. Right. Uh, he he could potentially have obtained this woman or created this woman in a way that could be explained ethically enough right. for a movie. You know, he's been open about the experiments he's doing, just not the subjects that yes. he's been on. You know, this could just be done in true, earnest, uh, just obsession over, right. I lost my wife to fire, I will make an impervious Right, skin. we're, at this point, it's like... You- and when he kills that guy, too, it's a moment of, I don't want to call it self-defense, but it's a moment of protecting what what is a... What is his? That's not the right term either. But I guess yeah, protecting I mean, that, what is his—that's his how mind. he sees it. That's how yeah. he sees it. Yeah, and uh, you know, so he's still on the up. Like I would have killed that guy. Yeah, and not a problem. And then I probably would have had to bury him, and so I don't go to jail. Well, and I—I I think at that point I wouldn't kill that. I can't kill somebody. No, no. I, I think I,
2: get it. I think at that point in the movie, you can at least buy that. Uh, uh, you know, he's already monstrous to some extent, but he is—you could buy that he's the movie mad scientist that. Is driven to what he's doing by some actual trauma. Like there's some sympathy for the yeah, monster. There. There's a reason why yeah, he's doing yeah, this. Yeah,
0: and there's something else that I thought was really interesting, especially the second time around when he points the gun at, uh, like Vera can see him pointing yeah. the gun, and the uh the tiger has his back to him. Yeah, and when he's first pointing it at her, that's when we get the mom saying "killer, killer, killer," yeah. uh, you know, through the loudspeaker. Yeah, and that also what I thought was interesting. Is the first time that Vera doesn't really look lost when mm-hmm. the gun is pointed at her face. She doesn't. She doesn't say yes. Please kill me. Right. It's a no. Please, like, definitely don't. Yeah. Yeah. And the first time around, it was. It played as a moment of just like, okay, you know, this this woman, how should I put it, is a, she has a will to live. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second time around, I almost read it as. She sees an opportunity here. She sees her way through this tragedy to escape. Yeah. You know, and so that plays much differently the second. She definitely sees her way out there. Yeah. 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 And so, and so that's very well. And it's also the first chink in his armor as she becomes his his big weakness. Yes. Is that he knows the right move is to just kill them both and be done with it Mm and go back to your life. Mm -hmm. And then he sees that fire in her and he essentially falls in love with it. Yeah. And, you know, Tiger was going out either
2: way. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's it, it, we'll we'll talk about that more when we get a little later into this like breakdown of the story because I do wonder does he does he fall in love with the fiery seasoner or is this more self obsession type stuff I think it's both because
0: yeah. everything that he's doing it's not for his wife
2: right his wife is
0: dead right it is all for him, yes. and every piece of affection or care that he shows towards Vera could be read and I, I think is partially out of genuine care of this thing that he cultivated yeah but it's also out of i have created this this yes. is mine i am god right. everything that right. it does represents everything that i can do as a virile creator yes. man you yes yeah and so yeah it's exactly. it's a little bit of both i think it leans more on his ego of course yes villainous yeah. but yeah absolutely yeah that's interesting yeah because
2: i was i was think we'll, we'll talk about that more i was thinking gonna about gonna that like about how
0: thematically, because later we're listing mad scientists yes. in movies. We're yeah. going to be talking about them, and I have some
2: things that tie into this okay, that we'll cool, get into. cool. Uh, okay, so we're pretty much at where. where uh, That's the break. That's yes. Act One yeah. break. And I just want to point out, because I love the imagery of it, and there's a ton of great imagery in this mm-hmm. movie. Well, let's
0: talk about the style, because it distinctly changes before Act Two. So yeah. let's finish up on Act One.
2: The thing I wanted to bring up there, though, is just right at the end of Act One is the scene where his mom is telling Vera the story, and it's in front of a fire. Mm-hmm. And that fire gets like bigger and bigger and bigger until at the end of the story, it has completely engulfed the fl- the frame. Yeah, they're being shot through and the we fire. We can no completely. longer see them anymore. And that mm-hmm. just based on the fact that this movie is the, kind of the inciting event of this movie is his wife burning to death in a, in a car. It's, it's just very interesting to me that he is threading that needle through the imagery and the storytelling. She
0: says something early on, too, because I think she had a lighter of some sort yeah. and gave it back to the doctor. Yes. And said,
2: I could burn this whole place down with yeah. this. yeah. And, and there's that whole thing of him holding a torch up to her skin. Yes, Can you yeah, feel yeah. this? Is it burning you? There's a lot of fire imagery throughout it, which is very interesting.
0: And that's also, I'm wondering how that plays into knowing we you know at the end, like, honestly, she could have burned the house down with that because she'd have been fine. She might have survived. Yeah, she'd have been fine doing yeah. that. Yeah. But, okay. So, yeah. yeah, but stylistically, there's a lot of fun stuff going on. Yeah. Um, oh, I'll... you know what? I just
2: realized, though, by the way, her handing him the, the lighter and being like, uh, oh, I could have burned the house down with this. That is her knowing exactly what he wants to hear, so that she can get out. Oh yeah, she's handing over her power to him and going like, "I surrender to you." And she knows that's what he wants. There's
0: a line later that stuck with me, and I remembered it from the the one other time I saw it that always stuck with me. After they make their promise, yeah, and then he's like, "You have to." I expect you to keep up your promise. And she says, "It's it's all I have." Yeah, yeah. And like when you think about it, like as someone who we're gonna find out literally stole a person's entire identity from them completely and irrevocably. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's
2: all you have then. Yes. It's just whatever
0: you give me is all I have. I I cannot, you know.
2: Yeah. It's interesting because she, she's uh, she plays into exactly what he wants. And I think, he, you know, a lot of this is power for him. It's yeah. very much just about the power of the control that he has over her. Oh, it's 100% her. about power. Yeah.
0: He couldn't control the fates yes. of the women in his life. Yeah. And now he has constructed one. Yes. Yeah. And it must control the fate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And she, like, sees that. She knows that. And so mm-hmm. she just because plays she's that, right well, into that. Yeah. We'll just say, it. she's that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's absolutely that guy yeah. in some some
2: degree. Yeah, yep, yeah. Uh, okay, so sorry. Style right, stuff. Well,
0: stylistically, first yeah. off, the score is phenomenal. It's so uh, good. Next time I have a chance to look at my phone, I uh, will look up the name of the whoever did the score. It's very good, and it's very good. It and it speaks to that cold, clinical Apple soft edge feel, yep. as well as that gothic Frankensteinian feel that it really gets from, you know, medical theaters and all that. It has that almost. I mean, this is essentially a melodrama. Yeah, it has that melodramatic feel of you know, a James Whale movie, and you know, <laughs> in, with that music. And then, um, but, uh, you know, and then also within the house, there's some really cool design. There's some gaudy paintings yep. that are, they're not alfrescos, but they have that, which is, you know, lines up with a Moldavar being Hispanic. Mm-hmm. I think he's Mexican? I think. We'll look that up too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't want to fuck that up. But either way, and it's because he is more of a brighter color palette and they're isolated within that cold clinical setting yeah i don't know. I just love the way that it feels and it's used do? for shots like the one with the uh, giant tv screen yep. you know shots like the one with the fireplace there's a lot of use of oh no i'm gonna forget the word symmetry yes um everything is symmetrical yeah and only when it's asymmetrical is when things start to come out of order yeah um trying to think oh yeah like uh when when uh there's a shot from overhead on the bed. Mm-hmm. hate to just keep going back to the rape scene. Yeah. But yeah. after he's dead, when he's laying there, they do mirror it later with uh y- yes. with uh, the other two people dead in the bed. Yep. Uh, those are the only times that it really breaks the symmetry. Mm-hmm. And it's to make your eyes go back and forth. You're left, right, left, right. Oh, my God. I want to get every detail. Yeah, yeah. Whereas every other shot is meant to have that comforting, we've got everything handled the way a hospital would yeah, feel, yeah. you know? Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's a yeah, that is interesting. And there's like there's just a lot of um I was like kind of marveling at like uh Antonio Banderas' costuming throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. It's like very interesting and I think speaks a lot to like what kind of man this guy is. Mm-hmm. Um he he has these he dresses very like proper, uh, but it's like a self aggrandizing kind of oh, yeah. proper, I would he's say. James Bond. Yeah, yeah. He dresses exactly. like James Bond yeah. at every turn. Oh, I was thinking when he that. goes
0: driving, he wears his leather driving yep. jacket. Yep. When he's out, you know, he wears his tuxedo. Yeah. When he's hanging around the house, he's got his shirt tucked into his pajama yep. pants. He's got yep. you know, he's got yeah. everything. He's got like He a, also smokes opium all the fucking yeah, time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah,
2: he's got like a self image that he is um constantly i mean he's literally he a, smokes
0: opium out of a nice tobacco pipe
2: he's obsessed with image yeah. you know what i mean like top to bottom not just his own the way this woman looks the way you know it's and like it
0: ties into the theme of just yes. what he believes about and ultimately what the whole things about is that how you look is your identity yes. your yep. face represents you someone yep. who's faceless and one of the paintings on his wall is faceless. of two faceless people yep. you know he is he is obsessed with that yeah
2: it's fascinating uh, and yeah, that's actually that's a very interesting. I was thinking about that before we started recording. Like, I really like the title of this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm starting to pull apart like what it means and how it relates. But that's like the most that's the best, most succinct way to say it. It's just like what you look like is who you are. That's mm-hmm. that's what you have in the world. That is how the rest of the world identifies you.
0: And that's the that's quite literally the first thing anyone can identify about you. Yeah, you know, we we teach ourselves not to do that. Right. To, to look deeper. Yes. But. The fact of the matter is that first sight is the only first thing you can ever have, yeah, and so in that sense, yes, how you look is your identity, yeah, and you know, as we learn, some people have to work harder to come out from under that, unfortunately, yeah. yeah,
2: absolutely, um yeah, which this yeah, this movie has interesting things to say about that too, I think absolutely, um, okay, so we move from.
0: So, yeah, we moved from there. I, oh, and I also think when I close my eyes and look at the first half of the movie, I see everything as a soft, like, aqua green. Yeah. Or a uh, light but deep purple. Okay. That's really all I see is the color palette. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, everything else is gray. Yeah. And so things, you know, within that, things like Vera's face pop. mm mm-hmm. uh, You know, things like the fire pop. Things like when Antonio Banderas is wearing, you know, a red robe pop, you know, it's,
2: it's very cool the way that this this looks. Uh, and so then the second act is essentially a flashback.
0: Well, okay. Now this is something I didn't notice the first time is they lay down in bed after Vera says, listen, not tonight. That guy tore, tore up my vagina. I'm in bad shape. Uh, we can't do this. Yeah. You know, but I promise we'll do it tomorrow, which is such a great power move that we find out in hindsight yeah, and totally works it. He buys it. Oh yes. Poor baby. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Totally jacked himself off. And, uh, so they sleep together tenderly. Yeah. And as he dozes off, it suggests he's having a flashback. Yeah. What I didn't notice the first time and did notice this time is that it just plainly shows her having the flashback of, of everything else, which we'll get to. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I, and it's funny because there was even a point where you're like I think we're still in flashback, yeah, yeah. which speaks to the structure of the movie. But yeah. it's it's crazy how obvious and unobvious it is. But so the first flashback is uh, Robert, yeah, thinking back to I guess the
2: the the catalyst for all this. Yes. is what do you call it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a wedding of a patient of his. I mm. think is, a patient, And the this idea. is very funny too. Yeah. He's
0: talking to the bride yeah. who's across the across the room from the groom. I guess that's who's getting married yeah, i know I it's a wedding so. party yeah and she's obviously had some work done on her face and it's obviously been done by him yeah and she's like oh thank you so much for coming and he says look at your husband he adores you yeah and the guy is looking at her adoring on her yeah. and she's like oh but he wouldn't without what you did without for me. your help and he kind of scoffs at that but in a way that says yeah you're right yeah yep. and is he right or not we don't know yeah but I he's loving I, that praise i like I would like to think out of this bleak, horrifying movie filled with awful people, that those two people got married because they really do love one another. Right, right. And the only tragedy there is that the woman thinks she's not good enough. Right. But I'm happy that she's happy. Uh-huh. I'd like I'd like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like that. It
2: would be the only good thing that happened in this movie. The only good thing. Yeah. So I,
0: I would like to think that guy fawning over her was in love with her. Yeah. Fair. Uh and you know what? That's headcanon now. Yeah. There's no yeah. evidence against it. There's a shining ray of
2: hope. I'm into it. Uh and th- so what the flashback ends up being essentially is is uh he he kind of they imply that his daughter has some social issues. Mm. Uh, uh
0: Naturally. Yep. Having watched her burn to yes. death, mom yep. come back to life Absolutely. and they get thrown out a window.
2: Yep. Yep. Uh and that this is like the first time she's been out socially in a while, and she seems to be doing well. But he's obviously very concerned about her. He says something interesting. He says she hasn't she hasn't asked to go home yet, right? And then the the
0: bride is like, "Well, because she's having fun, let it yeah. go, let it be, yeah. let it relax."
2: Which he can't. He, he can't do it. He follows her out, uh, somewhat thankfully, because he basically finds her. Abandoned. He hears a bunch of kids having sex in like basically he a sees garden. A lot of them having sex in the, yeah, in the yeah. garden. Yeah.
0: Well, this is a big, huge, rich. <laughs> this is a melancholia wedding, right? To, right. And so it's huge. Yeah. And so yeah, there's gonna be people fucking in the in the woods. Yeah, a bunch of them, like bunch a, a them. whole
2: bunch. Uh, and then finds his daughter just abandoned with um, her shoes off, her underwear around her ankles, like just clearly something bad has happened. And, and when he
0: grabs her too, she's freaking out and is like pushing him away. Yes. Just traumatized as fuck yep. on top of already being traumatized yes. as fuck.
2: Yeah. And then this is when we come back to he's still in bed with Vera. And the I can't even remember exactly how the shot is set up. But I realize now in retrospect, you're right. That's when we move to Vera's recollection of the same events. Well,
0: the way that it... Because he does a lot of really artistic shots involving people's faces looking at one another for the transitions. So it's just another one employed here where it shows uh, Vera looking at the camera laying on her side, just her face. And it just holds on that for a little bit. And then it fades into... uh, I believe
2: the boy we saw at the wedding that she was attracted to. Yes, yeah,
0: the boy that we saw at the wedding... um, it, yeah, it fades into that, and we get a little bit of his background later when it goes to him actually going to the wedding. Yeah. When he turns to go to the wedding, it does a him looking directly at her, yes. that kind of fade. Yes. Uh, looking directly at Vera, yeah. which is wild. Yeah. And so I actually noticed another one too uh, in the dress shop. Yes. One of the dress forms is a wire outline of a woman's head, and uh-huh. he's constantly framed through that. Oh, wow. And so there's a lot of uh, is having fun with it. Mm. So, yeah, what we see now, what we don't necessarily expressly <coughs> know yet, I certainly did not the first time I saw it, is that we are now watching Vera's flashbacks to when she was Vincente, right. the man who raped
2: uh, Robert's daughter, yes. Norma. Norma, yes, exactly. Yeah uh man and that is like whew, there's like so much to talk so about from here because it's like
0: well, we meet him, and he's he's a dick. Yes, he's coming. He works at a dress shop yep. with, uh, with his mom, and I guess just one of just his another friends. woman. Yeah, uh, another woman. This woman is a lesbian. Yep, and he's constantly hitting on yep. her, totally doing the well. You just haven't had good dick yet. Yeah, kind of exactly. Yeah, um, he's an he, asshole. He's an asshole. He puts dresses on the on the forms, and he's feeling them Feel, up. Feels he's him up. a horn dog yeah. of the
2: highest degree, yeah. and just a real creep about it. Yep, yep. To the point where he then rapes Robert's daughter mm-hmm. um, after being on pills himself. And Oh th- there's a little bit of dark humor there too when he first is walking out to the
0: garden yeah. with the girl, he's like, Oh man, I'm real high. What's right. you know, just totally landed on thick and oh yeah, and she are you high? And
2: uh Well he says like have you have you taken yeah, any have you pills? Taken anything? And, and, and then she starts lists all listing... of her,
0: you know, mental health yes. medication. Yeah. And he's completely ignorant to it. He's totally thinking about this dick. Yeah. And he's just like, "Oh, cool. I'm glad you're high too." Yeah, yeah.
2: There's even, I think, an implication that like he would have drugged her had she not said, oh, yeah. "I also am on drugs." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, um, she
0: said something too. She listed all the things she was on. And she said, oh, "And I'm not on Rohypnol." Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. She does. It. She and she says, but like she implies that she used to be. Like, yes. She's yeah, off yeah, of yeah. the Rohypnol now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, which is very interesting. But I think they kind of imply that he he like would have drugged her had yeah. had she not said that in in response. You know mm. what I mean? Um so he's like a monster through and through. Everyone around him is getting laid and so he's he's
0: feels he's owed this for some yes. reason. Yeah. And he's going to get it. Yep. He's on that mission.
2: It's yeah, which is a very Ultimately, a very similar mission to like what Robert is on. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like it's just these m- men that want what they want, and they're just going to get it. They're mm-hmm. they're going to take it uh, by any means necessary if it's creating what they want. If it, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. if, if, if there's and it's through lying to
0: themselves too. Yes, Because
2: yep. he knows. Yeah. He oh yeah. Knows, he absolutely. He knows. absolutely knows. Yeah. And. Then has to, you know,
0: even later it's like, I don't think that's how it went. I was very hot. Yep, yep. But it's clear that he knows. And same with Robert when uh you know, when his mom says, Don't you made her look like your wife. Yep. That's a mistake, that's your weakness. And it's oh, what do you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, trust me. I yeah. know. And deep down he knows he absolutely did that yeah, because, of course. you know, for that reason. Yeah. So yeah, there's a parallel here.
2: It's, which is interesting because that, you know... We, yeah,
0: we watch these monsters destroy each other.
2: Exactly. By the time the movie starts really rolling around in all of its revelations, you just, like... You don't know who to sympathize with anymore. Mm. Any sympathy you had for Vera in the beginning, you... St- Still, do to some extent, but you also know that well, it's like a guy
0: who lost quite literally everything, yeah, didn't deserve what he got, right?
2: But didn't not
0: deserve comeuppance, right? Exactly, you know? yeah, and, yeah. And then same with uh, Antonio Banderas, like nobody deserves what happened to him in his life. Right. Nobody, it's horrible. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, absolutely. But that doesn't give you license to then play God, right? You know, and so that's that's the murky ethics going on with all of it. Yeah, it's you know, even with the mom, it's like you know, yeah, you really got a shit hand and you're just really trying to, the world has certainly not been kind to you. Yeah. But like crazy bitch,
2: (laughs) you know, it's like fucked up. It's one of those movies where it's like, none of this could have happened were it not for the absolute horrible monsters that every single one of them are at the center of it. You know, Mm -hmm. if any one of them had a moral bone in their body, something, some piece would have fallen and this wouldn't have, have occurred this way. Mm -hmm. Um, This, this, I can see why it's called Tarantula. This web they find themselves in is, oh, yeah. is something they've woven themselves, you know? Yep.
0: Oh, absolutely. That's actually a very good way to put it. Yeah.
2: The,
0: this is one of those. Sometimes a plot heavy movie, and this is a plot heavy movie, but I don't think to its detriment. Right. A plot heavy movie will have the feeling of. Things are happening, and it's not actually a cause-and-effect relationship with the characters. Right. They're just stuck in it. Yeah. Uh, for certain movies, I think it works. An example from earlier this year, Sorry to Bother You, is yeah. one where very little happens. As a, Ryan actually pointed this out, and I think he's right. But it's also a movie that's speaking about a normal person being lost in a rigged power structure, yeah. so yep. it plays. Yep. And here, there's a lot of plot, but because it's imbued by all these characters, everything really does have... You know, even if it's just told through exposition, mm-hmm. a cause and effect relationship. That if we're to find the catalyst for all of this, it's not an event. The catalyst for all of this is a mindset. Yeah, exactly,
2: exactly. That, and I think that's like um, getting back to what I was saying about like the title of the movie too. That's that you know, the skin I live in is is um, that it.
0: A lie, a lie that you tell yourself yeah. is a skin that you wear. Yeah, yeah. It's a costume that you wear to hide from yourself. Yes, and everybody does it. We all know what it does. Yeah, and and it can be good to a degree. It can be soul sucking. Yeah, so,
2: you know, for the most part. Yeah, absolutely. That yes, that's exactly what I was trying to find the words for. It. it it's crazy the way this movie like uh gets you to a point where you're like man i fucking hate all these people and i'm very sad for all of them yeah ex- yeah you know it's,
0: it's sad for everybody yeah but also like there's there are what's fun about it is there are little bits of oh you got it motherfucker yeah absolutely you know, like that's kill kill bill is the best example like She's really a terrible, terrible person. Yeah, and they all deserved it. Yeah, you know? yeah. and so but they found that tone to work. You yeah, know? and so yeah, these all these people. There's there's fun to it because yes. it is a monster movie. Yeah, yeah. But like it's just tragic because these monsters are suffering. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: Uh, and so Vicente basically finds himself kidnapped by. Uh, yes. You know he, after this act, Antonio Banderas comes right after him basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, wearing a face that he made which I think now is like such a fun a throwaway yeah, please, to yeah. what, I,
0: what I know about the book from having read just the Wikipedia is that when it goes to Vincente's story in the book since it's told through his point of view it's not made clear that the man who kidnapped him is the Robert from part one of the book. Right. And so in the movie, he wears a mask. They don't use it to employ any sort of, they're not uh, trying to create a mystery. They're not there. trying to create a mystery because literally the next time he interacts with him, he has it's his Robert. real face. Yeah. It's just yeah. Robert. So I think it's just a fun nod to the book and it's a great mask. It's so it looks fun. real yeah. upsetting. And in a movie that, in hindsight is being very obvious about the story it's telling you yeah those little things add to the fun of it's just trying to shake you up yeah yeah to shake you out of focusing too hard on like they're the second act of the movie right right at the beginning essentially is an explicit reveal that Vera is Vincente right um but it doesn't play that way if you don't already know yes and because I didn't know till the end of that act the first time right I was like oh fuck and it it hit me
2: watching it the second time. I'm like, I
0: think Garrett might know because it's so obvious. <laughs> no, I, I, I,
2: it t- it took me longer than that to, yeah, to get yeah. there. That that the shot of Vincente and uh, Vera lined up. Was my first cue that like okay you literally s- said
0: if what's happening I think's happening I think something's happening yeah <laughs>
2: and it and it it wasn't exactly that but that was when I started realizing that okay somebody in this movie is somebody else in, like Vera yeah, yeah, yeah. is somebody else in this movie I I could tell at that point she must have been somebody else I did not put together it was Vincente until much closer to the actual yeah, reveal yeah, yeah. of that
0: and what's crazy about that is there's two tasks that seem to cancel each other out that the movie had to capture is one, it had to make it very, very clear that they're not the same person. Right. It's two different performers. It's important to the fun of the movie to keep that revelation as far as possible from the beginning. Yeah. And so they've really got to dance these characters closer and closer and closer until they touch without letting on, yep. while also making it very believable that they could be the same person yes. through the science, through the surgery. And that's one of those things that when they say filmmaking is a collaborative medium, yeah. I think that took everything to pull off. Yeah, yeah. That took strong direction. It took the proper editing. It took the performances. Yeah. It took the makeup. It took everything to make sure that those two, it's it's literally two feet just stepping on one another, and they had to make them walk in stride. Yeah. I think they. I think that oh, it's so everybody well pulled, pulled off. that off. That's yeah. very well pulled off. Yeah. When all when it all starts coming together and you're recontextualizing the movie with Vera as Vincente, mm-hmm. if that divide that needed to be cultivated was still there, it wouldn't play. Yeah, and so they have to dissolve it at that point and and really do so. I think as perfect as could be
2: imagined, it, it really works. It it works very well. I um uh, th- but that is one of the things that I'm I'm interested in, and I, I don't think I can speak to this really all that well. But I uh. You know, th- this movie is about somebody being forced into sexual reassignment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, I I don't think I can, I, I don't know enough and I can't speak well enough to it. I, I guess I would be curious how um, uh, somebody that uh, is transgender would respond to this movie and, and its depiction of that. Because it's, I don't think it's doing anything offensive necessarily, because I don't think it's trying to make any commentary on... What it is to be transgender, but it's not
0: it, on its face. But I think you know, I I only have ever known a few trans people, yeah, and all of them have said the same thing. Where it's just like, if it's not the body that you are, right, exactly. And so that is a, a reality that sucks for a lot of people yeah. and have to go through surgery to get it. Yeah, this is the opposite. This right. is forcing that upon someone right. who didn't have that. Yeah. So I think in in that sense, you know, and I of course can't speak to it, but. I think in that sense, it's respectful Yeah. in that it's it's showing that, you know, in the terms of the identity themes that this movie is talking about, that you are your outside. Right. And if you are a woman that is in a man's body or a man that's in a woman's body, you are at odds with that outward identity. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So in a movie that is about how important that outward identity is, I think that it's. I would say it's respectful from yeah. my understanding. Yeah.
2: I, I'm just, I'm interested in that. It's not I don't explicitly know. explicitly talking yeah. about that, which right. I that's think the helps. Thing. If yeah. it
0: was, then it might be a little bit murky. But yeah. Amal his movies do feature gender bending concepts. Yeah. Uh, it, they frequently do. Yeah. And so I know it's something that is of his interest. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly something that seems to be woven into the culture of his yeah. movies. So I think, you know, it's certainly on his mind, whether it's trying to make a statement just beyond that's. Uh, you know, a, a broadly recognizable one, even to people who aren't trans, that if you feel at odds with your appearance, it can be, it can be a punishment.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I, I. My only question, I think, is is more along the lines of what Gary was saying about Motivar and his use of rape in other movies. Like, I do wonder. Uh, I do wonder if it feels so much like... It, because he's not really... I don't think he's actually commenting on it that mm. much, which to some extent makes not me feel... Not right. explicitly, certainly, yeah. That's to some extent makes me feel a little more comfortable with it. But then on the other hand, is he just using it as a plot device then? And is mm. I, And I don't know. I'm just asking the question like, Is that a problem? I I I don't actually know how I feel about that, but I I'm curious, you know, like how people to see what someone says, how people read that if if it's a problem for it to exclusively just be like a plot device in the movie, if if that makes sense.
0: And and that's the thing. I think it's, I could certainly see someone being upset to it by that. Yeah. My defense of it uh, would be that it has to be the most fundamental and complete change that he can inflict upon this guy yeah and short of turning him into an animal right this is actually a very easy to purchase idea because sexual reassignment can happen yeah this isn't gender confirmation however Right, right and so it is it's just a complete reworking of who you are yeah yeah and i think to that extent yeah that is a thing seven years later i could see someone reading that and being like I, I could certainly see someone with any sort of trans experience to say, "Hey, you know, th- I would do this differently now." Yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. imagine it being upsetting, but I could, I could certainly see why it would be tweaked.
2: You said an interesting thing, like when we were watching it in this regard, uh, that that uh, I thought was like a really interesting read that I think I relates think I know to what this. You, what it was? Yeah, what well, re- he tried
0: it. to? He basically tried to turn his victim into something weaker. Yes, yeah, and by turning him into a woman and these men feel this way, they're turning him into something weaker. We know this about Vincente because he says to his lesbian friend, you just haven't had a a good enough guy yet. You don't know shit. Obviously seeing her as less. And just by uh, uh, Robert's general behavior throughout the movie, of of course he sees uh, women as less. Uh, The only one that he held to any sort of high regard was his daughter. And even when we see her reaction to the trauma where she won't even let him touch Mm -hmm. her, his concern seems less about... Why is it that she won't let me touch her? And more about why isn't it that she won't let me touch her? Right. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's more about him than yeah. it ever is about his care for her. Right. So yeah, it would make sense that he would say, How can I turn this guy into something functionally weaker? Yeah. And something that I am capable of doing. Yeah. With technology. Yeah. And he can give you the best sex change ever. Yeah. Which he believes to be this ultimate curse. Right. Yeah. Yeah. As yeah. It that- turns out. Vincente, it becomes a source of some strength. Yeah, exactly. And also is ultimately Robert's weakness.
2: Yeah, yeah. And Vincente ends up saying that very interesting thing, which may or may not be a lie. When um, the other the the colleague of Robert's comes over to be like, I think I know what you did. Mm. I think you kidnapped a kid and forced a, a sexual reassignment on him. Mm. Um, she then, Vera then shows up and says like, no, no, I'm not Vincente. I have always been a woman. She like, she implies that she has always identified as a woman and this was her choice. And I think that was a lie, but I also wonder. if it was a lie. I know it was a lie, but I wonder if some of what is, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I was wondering. if it was a
0: lie in the sense of this is clearly part of Vincente's plan to escape. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he knew that by pretending to be subservient to Robert, Robert would let his guard down. Yes. Because he knew that he had become, uh, you know, the the token of Robert's weakness. Yes, yes. And I agree I with all that. In that, there is truth in terms of him just owning the situation and saying, like, basically embracing the power that he actually does. I was have. just going to say you know, that's what I was wondering. Is he always if, a woman? No. no. Does he want to be a woman? No. no. But he's made peace with the fact that he is, he is one and now he's going to have to use And he's discovering the, the, the power that of it. Come with yes. That. Yes. Yes. And you know, and so I I think that's why it was a believable performance. That's what I was getting yeah.
2: at. That that I was fascinated by that. I thought that line was so interesting because I, it was pretty clear to me that he's he's lying to get what he needs out of this situation. Shop,
0: it was the first time that he was wearing the makeup. He said, yep. I'm wearing heels for yep. practice. Yep. So it's like, you know, this, this is the first time he's really embracing it to, to get it moving.
2: Yeah. And I, I, I was just fascinated by that, that it's like, Oh, I think there's actually, I can hear some power that he's gained from this acceptance of like what he is now. And, mm-hmm. and the, the, he's now seeing the power that comes with womanhood, but you we've know, we've seen it
0: happen in movies too. the, uh, uh, they they made a great joke about it in, uh, what was the movie with Eddie Griffin as the Shaft sort of character? Oh, God. Not Black Dynamite.
2: No, what was that called? I know what you're talking about.
0: Well, either way, Denise Richards yeah. was in love with him. Then it turns out she was working with the bad guy. Yeah. And she was like, they were like, so you got to kill him. She was like, well, but I really fell in love with him. And that's uh-huh. always the thing. It's like, yeah, I was going to be bad until I really did. And so yeah. we see that happen. And so he's playing into a trope there. Yes. Uh, for us. For even us. As, exactly. As the audience yeah. Where it's just, oh, yeah, maybe. I think I think what I'm saying is it's it's. I, I could believe that he just makes peace with it and does fall in love. Yeah. As much as I, in hindsight, could believe that this is all part of his plan yes. to escape. You yeah. Know? Yeah, and that's, yeah. That's kind of the tightrope
2: this movie has to walk. Totally. Exactly. Yeah. Because even, you know, at that point in the movie. The chips still have not all fallen yet. You know what I mean. There's yeah. still like uh, uh, some things to happen where you're like, I don't know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. At that point, there's still like maybe an inkling well, it looks of like, like to
0: us that he's enjoying it. And right.
2: It's going to be. This is
0: life now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you know, there's worse things than essentially being married to an insanely rich
2: doctor. Right. Exactly. It's well, like it's a pretty sweet deal on on its surface it, it it almost read to me as that cabin fever kind of thing you know what i mean that like he that vera Stockholm syndrome vera, yeah. yeah vera had just accepted well the, these are my circumstances i can't now. go back yeah. i don't Vincente doesn't exist yeah. well
0: that's in, uh, the line about the promise yes that's why it always stuck with me yeah. because that's where i was like oh i actually might believe her right is she goes i have with the, your promise is literally all that i yeah have. what else you yeah know, you've took you've taken everything from yeah me. Has yeah. taken everything that identifies Vincente. It, of course, except for that one memory he's got. Yes. Yes. But uh so where does that leave us
2: now? We're I mean, we're pretty much leading yeah, right back up to the, the, present day. to the to the ending there. Because that's yeah. what happens in the present day, is then his colleague comes and says, I think I know what happened. Uh, and Vera kind of enters to be like no, no, everything's fine. And then that all builds to her finally escaping. Uh, because I believe what happens after that
0: and it is important to remember that's another smart thing about the script. Yeah. One of the first things that we hear Vincente say to anybody when we're introduced to his character is, I'm thinking about getting out of town. Yes. I might just pack up and go. Yep. And so it makes sense that he would just want to disappear.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh it Oh, right, because basically what's happening is like Robert has totally just like he's now Basically blowing himself Like he's really into the idea That Mm. she is succumbing to him And uh, He's got his wife back Exactly They fuck him They're hanging out Yep So he sends his mother To like get Go shopping with her Mm -hmm. That's when the colleague shows up Says what he knows
0: Oh and the mother too Has that great moment Where she puts a gun in her purse Yes and it's just like she could just go running off at any moment. Yeah. And so I love that mom is just ready to essentially kill and go to jail for the sake of her son. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty hardcore.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Which again, the tiger scene sets that up earlier in mm. the movie. That she's she's willing to do a lot for her sons mm. that are essentially shitheads.
0: And I think at this point she doesn't know. The only line that I think could give it away is the line about the heels. But right. I think for her, it's just it's my first time out of the house. Right. It's the first time out of the house. She's getting back into the swing of things. Yeah, exactly.
2: Uh and Now, I'm trying to remember exactly, though, how this plays out, because this all does build to uh, her getting a gun and and using it on Robert. She goes
0: back, when they get back home, everything goes well, everything's hunky-dory. Yeah. And uh, as promised by uh, her the night before, she says, okay, now we can have sex. Yeah. Oops! I left the lube downstairs. Right. Yeah, goes. It's in my other bag, and goes down with the gun. Yeah, and comes up and just straight up says, "I'm going to kill you." Yeah, so it like, does.
2: And he he's got that great line where he's like, "We made a promise," and she's like, "I lied. I lied." Yeah, yeah. this is it. I'm out of here. Yeah, so Cut good. This. Yeah,
0: kills her. Kills mom. Yep. And and I think it's heartbreaking for mom because when she's laying on the bed, looking right into the eyes of the person that shot her in the stomach to death. She still doesn't know everything. No, at least in my read, I agree. And it's just like my son built a monster and it killed both of us. Yeah, like yeah. she's having her Frankenstein I, moment. I
2: know, and she pretty much says like, "I knew it." Yeah, you know, I knew, like, I knew that I you knew would be you his would weakness. bring ruination to yep, to to, this. to What we had, yeah, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I fucking love this movie. Yeah, me too.
0: And um, yeah. So escapes heads back to the store. Yeah, Uh the silver lining is now might have a chance with
2: that lesbian friend. I, I couldn't believe that the <laughs> movie had gotten me to the point where I was like. Is the big twist ending going to be that uh, Vera does not reveal that she's Vincente? Because now Vera can have this woman that she's been pining after all this time, you know? Although, you know what,
0: though? I do like that it ends with Vincente saying, I'm Vincente. I do, too. Because... I I love this ending. Stole stole every possible thing about that appearance from Vincente to be Vincente, but still didn't put him out. Right. And, you know, fuck Vincente, but also, like, that's impressive. That he was able to put on the act of Vera through that outward appearance. Yeah. By embracing, because you know, you put the skin on and you do become it a little bit, even if it's not real. But then also, despite the skin, is still
2: Vincente. Well, and I think that's pretty intense. I think one of the things, the kind of the power of the ending to me, like what it ends up speaking to is we've been talking this whole time about this idea of, you know, your appearance being kind of all that you have and the thing that you deliver to the world. So that's how the world receives you Mm. is, is your appearance. Uh, and so your appearance is everything—the skin I live in. My appearance is everything, except your story. Mm-hmm. Vincente still has his story, and that's what he does. He tells the coworker a story that only the coworker could possibly know. He even says, "We were by ourselves. We were by ourselves." That you know, I'm telling the truth because of this story that I'm telling mm-hmm. you. And so I kind of like this idea that, like, no, your identity is actually like. What you've amassed as a person, like your experience, your identity is your experience. That's what the yoga teacher says in the yoga video
0: at the beginning, um, which blew my mind because I didn't notice this before when we don't know anything about Vera. She's watching a yoga video. The yoga teacher is saying, you know, you know, you got to really work with the yoga. You got to get into it because the one thing that no one can experience Is your experience. And when you get in your head, you do that. And and that is what yoga is about. You got to do it. And that ties into the drawings on the wall that Vera has. It's a body with a head in a house. Yeah. And so it's just, here's home, up here in my yep. head, doesn't matter what body's yep. attached to it, there's faces that are split, it's so cool. And I'm
2: realizing now, she's literally recording her story on the wall, too. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of what she's doing, is trying to, like, get her history out, it's all... Saying, I know, Im- I breathe. Important I know, dates, I breathe. I'm sure those dates were all meant to be, like, important, you know, earmarks for her, mm-hmm. and her her past, and her history. Yeah, it's, I I kind of, I think there's, like, a lot of power in that ending of, like... It's, it's not the Vincente. skin I live in. It's it's my story. It's my experience. Mm-hmm. I decide if I'm Vincente or if I'm Vera. That's mm-hmm. that's me. That's what I, the decisions I make.
0: And I think it it says about the image, you know, both ways too, like if you put an image on someone, they will become that. Yeah, yeah. You know, the longer you call someone, you know, oh, you're a fucking asshole, you're a fucking asshole, they might become an asshole. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's, it's you know, you, you see it happen in in the culture wars. You know, yeah. just as soon as somebody is just labeled as a thing, it's, well, then fuck it, I'll become that and thing. Yeah. And, and it's, not, it's not an act. And I think to some degree, because of the outward appearance, Vincente was able to become Vera. Right. And that is where he found that strength and escaped. Yeah. But then I love that. Then, despite that appearance, still Vincente. Yeah, yeah. And it it speaks a lot to the power of appearance. It really does. Yeah. But it tips the scales ever so slightly in the favor of. But still, there's more.
2: Yeah, yeah. There, that your experience is meaningful. That it mm. that that it does mean something. Your your outward appearance does not wholly encompass who you are. Um. Even if the rest of the world may only ever know you that way through that outward appearance. They may judge you that way, but still got your story. You still got your story. That's that's still yours. And I, I I don't know. That was like pretty impactful to me. I thought that was cool. Like I didn't expect this movie to uh necessarily have a moral beyond like, well ah, look at this fucked up web of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Like Yeah, it's
0: a bad identity. Yeah. It's a yeah. uh, I would like to see more of Moldavar to, to see where he lands on that kind of stuff. I
2: I definitely would, just because I thought the filmmaking was like really, really great in uh, this. What
0: color palette do you see in, in Act 2, the dream sequences?
2: Because those
0: play to me as a little bit more grimy. Yeah. Um, the dungeon that, that yep. Vicente is in is a dungeon. Yes. There's scythes on the wall. There's yes. hammers on the wall. Yep. You know, He's got very little to work with. Chains and a bucket to drink out of and shit and piss in, and that's it. Yep. And there for quite some time getting yeah. hose
2: baths or whatever mm-hmm.
0: and that's important to separate it from you know from uh vera's captivity well and
2: even the wedding in, in, is shot dark and shadowy dark, and uh, a lot extravagan- of browns i think it looks if I like remember beauty and right. the beast yeah. yeah it's like brown and gold yeah
0: and then by the end it feels you know we dip back into that clinical weirdness of the first act but then it dips into all outdoor colors, yes. and Outdoorsy stuff, a little and more not the dark outdoors and, of the second one. Yeah. yeah, it's like springtime. Yeah, and so it's cool that through those color palettes, you know, you get the separation of the stories needed to kind of withhold the surprise. Yeah. But it also, I think, makes it feel a little bit. It captures the length in a movie that very that only a couple times gives you the time code as to where it is in yes. things. It does make all of those things feel at different points, yeah, and that helps us assemble the linear narrative as well, yeah, it does
2: yeah yeah i was I was actually impressed by like just some like really kind of simple filmmaking choices he made, yeah. uh like when um uh Robert first uh goes up the stairs to Vera's room for the first time, he pauses like at the top of the stairs. And it's a really interesting frame of of um, that staircase there, where you've got like that really weird modern light fixture on the left, mm-hmm. and then that huge painting on the wall on the right. And he holds there for like a while. That frame lasts like a few seconds as Robert just pauses before he moves towards Vera's room. That location ends up being extremely important to like the rest of the movie. Mm. So he's actually doing that Hitchcockian thing of like, let me set the scene for you, so you know all the geography of this space. Because this space will become like central to you understanding what's yeah yep.
0: Actually, that this movie has a, I I couldn't draw you that whole house right. But I think in order for her to escape, they
2: did need to construct the route. Yes, and I I got that route in my yeah exactly Yeah, yeah yeah, um yeah. So I was just impressed with like the the filmmaking in general. It's a lot of symmetry, like you were saying, but not in the like Wes Anderson way of like.
0: Yeah, it's not it's, it's not, not symmetry for the sake of symmetry. Yeah, and it's also not it's calling Symmetry for the sake of breaking it later.
2: Yeah, and it's not calling out to me as like, look at how symmetrical no, I am. No, no, you no. Know? It's just it's ordered. Yeah.
0: Yep. It feels ordered, but it's, you know, this is a movie that goes from ordered to, to disorder. Yeah. And yep. we just don't find out about it until too late. Actually, that's probably something I'd I'd love to track. Yeah. Is if the film becomes a little bit more haphazard by yeah. the Because like that one of the things I loved about the new Suspiria is that the first half of that movie is shot so tight. So controlled. There's like whip pans, it is it's razor sharp. Yeah. As you know, we don't really know what's going on. Yeah. And then as the story starts to come together, the filmmaking starts to get like shaggy, a little more erratic. ragged like that. Yeah. And I have a feeling that if we were to watch this just straight through, it would it would start to lose a little bit of its classic style by the end. And yes. I don't think it ever goes like handheld. I don't have that
2: in my head. no but, you know, just a loosening up of it. Yeah, probably. Um you want to wrap up discussion of this movie?
0: Yeah, I, I I've always loved this movie because I just think it's 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 a really crazy body horror film. Yeah, it is a really good Frankenstein film. Yes, and it's just I think a really interesting. This is why I, I and probably why I felt weird about it if someone would be offended by it. I just think it's a very interesting use of gender. Yeah, it I, is. I think it says a lot about how defining it can be. Uh, to
2: have that label, yeah, I agree, you know? and
0: I, I think it is. While not explicitly about that, that's something that certainly resonated with me about it.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with that, and I, um, you and it's know, also just a super good film. Like it's, it's made so good, it entertains with a wall. Wow. Yeah, it, I, I just had like a blast watching it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, this is the kind of movie that could have been written
0: as a schlocky B movie. Yes. And it would have been a ton of fun, and so I'm glad that it's classy.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, what was the movie? Um, Michelle Rodriguez, yes. the, the Assignment, the yeah, Walter who, Hill one? Yeah, Walter Hill, exactly. Yeah, I want to see that. I do, too. But you can imagine that the Walter Hill version of this yeah. is way schlockier and played for, sh- doing anything. for shock. You like know? There,
0: it's used just as a device. Yeah, and actually, yeah. I, I listened to Walter Hill on uh, WTF. I, I listened to that, yeah, too. And he talks about it, and like he straight up is just like, oh, yeah, like this movie's that deep. It's crazy, yeah, man. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. And I think this movie does appeal to that. Yes. Because... Uh, this totally speaks my language in terms of like, oh man, that was fucking crazy. It's yeah, fucked yeah, up. Yeah. Been chasing that since I was 15, yep. but it's, it's also just better.
2: Yeah. There's a, there, uh, I hate to use this word to describe, but I mean, it's just, there's a, an amount of class to this, I think that, um, keeps it away from that schlocky territory. And I, I do think it generally plays in the, in the realm of like respect for a lot of these, um, uh, the, the actual trauma that would come from these events, and, you know? yeah, Oh, absolutely. And,
0: yeah, and I think that ties into the theme. Just yeah, respect for exactly. identity. Yeah. I think that's what everybody's looking for in any sort of culture battle that we have is to be recognized yeah. and to be recognized truthfully. Yeah, And that, that goes to just anybody. Yeah, uh, The most simple argument is usually less about what's being talked about and more about f- figuring out uh, how to be taken as yourself and represented as yourself yeah. cleanly and clearly. Yeah, And so through that, all of the trauma that's in this serves that. And so, while it is still evocative and salacious, yeah, you know the the rape scenes aren't not shot to right. be like, well, you know, they're they're shot to be like, wow, that's fucked up, yes, you yeah, know, in that exploitative way. But I think it's weighed well against how it serves that theme of identity. I think that, so too. You know, and I'm I'm already I have a taste for Grindhouse, sure. So it's like yeah, 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 I'm less sensitive to that anyway. But mm-hmm. I think, at least by my estimation, like it's clean. Yeah, I it might I, not be your cup of tea.
2: Yeah and that's fine i get it yeah totally that that's definitely where where i think i've kind of like come out on it after talking about it with you is like uh i could totally understand this not being a movie somebody wants to watch for a, for it. a variety of reasons um but i also don't think this movie is like um uh I'm not like offended at this movie's like existence or the way it's trying to It's not I, exploitative. No. And it,
0: I it caters to exploitation film fan uh uh sensibilities. Yeah. But it's not exploitative. I don't think so either. Yeah. yeah
2: that I think that's kind of where what I'm trying to get at is it um even though I have st- I do have questions about like its depiction of gender and stuff at the end of the day I feel like what it's trying to say about those things Rings true to me, and and, and, and is is for. Um, I want you to ask those questions. Yeah, exactly. You ask those yeah, questions? exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. A movie that tells you the answers about th- <clears throat> about things like that that no one actually has the answers to, right. Would be closed minded and kind of shitty. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I feel fine asking questions about it. Yeah. I'll have the discussion as opposed to just yeah, exactly. Having a movie tell me what it what I should feel and then decide yeah. if I agree with it or not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that But I
2: also I I think at the end of the day too it's like I also just think like man this is a fucking entertaining Frankenstein story. It's you know so it's like crazy. you can go that way too. It's... This
0: was that year it was on Tarantino's famous end of year list oh, that he yes, always does okay. and like yeah, of course. Of course it why is. wouldn't it be? Yeah, absolutely. And so it speaks to the Tarantino sensibilities but it's yeah. in a mold of our film.
2: Yeah, yeah. Yep. I agree. Um, You want to talk mad scientist movies? I
0: do, but I also want to drop the uh, composer's name. Oh, yeah, please it do. Alberto
2: Iglesias. Do it right into your microphone this time. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry about <laughs> that. Today Dayquil's
0: running out. Alberto <laughs> Iglesias is okay. the composer for The Skin I Live In. Also did things like Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, ah. The Constant Gardener. Oh, um, that's a great movie and a great The Constant Gardener is a great movie. I got to see Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy again. I, th- I don't remember it. I haven't I seen it. I think I fell asleep during it. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, it's just rainy in England. It's yeah, cozy. Yeah. And I don't fall asleep in movies. I think I fell asleep in that. I also double featured it with Shame. So I was Ooh, beat up at that point. Yeah, uh, I don't remember if that movie was good, but I don't know if I've actually seen People it. People love that movie. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I feel like I left and I was like, that's what everyone was. And then I realized I might have dipped out. <laughs> but he did a couple of, uh, he did I'm So Excited. That's another, A uh, Moldavar, mm-hmm. Broken Embraces. That's another one. So, yeah, he's mostly working with A I loved the score in this. But, it, was, uh, it was phenomenal.
2: Yeah. I want to look it up and see if I can get my hands on it cuz I really liked it. And the cinematographer is Jose Luis Alcaín
0: and did Volver mm-hmm. uh Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown mm-hmm. that's another Almudivar. Also motivar, yeah. Uh Bad Education, yep. Moldavar. That one I've seen that movie is I've heard that's great. Good, right? Yeah. yeah. That's real good. And so yeah, he's he's basically on brand
2: as working with Moldavar. I'm definitely going like to check out of, more El yeah. movies cuz this was uh, very impressive, I thought.
0: And Almodovar himself is
2: from uh, Madrid. So, so Spain. 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 That makes sense because he's worked with um, Ineritu a bunch, I think, too, right? I think he's produced for Ineritu. Yeah. Um, what did he produce? Almodovar?
0: Oh, he produced El-, El Angel. I saw that at the film festival. Oh. That movie was great. Um uh, nothing. Wild Tales you produced. Right. I'm right. not seeing your too but I know they've done shit together. Yeah, yeah. Nope, uh, he produced Devil's Backbone.
2: That's the one I was thinking of earlier. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. They're tied. Yes. Yes. All oh,
0: these wonderful guys are tied. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, I love that the Spanish filmmaking community is like so supportive of each other. They're like always producing each other's movies Oscars and lately. shooting each other's movies. And yeah, yep. I'm into it. I'm into it. Very cool,
0: man. I I still am in utter disbelief that The Shape of Water won Best Picture. Uh, it's crazy. That is not. Correct. That doesn't happen. But it, to me, at least, if I mean, you know how yeah. I feel about the movie, yeah. it's the correct answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was absolutely, the, it was yeah. far and away the best picture on that list, in my opinion. But, like, that is not the movie that wins. That never happens. One, Yeah, <laughs> that never That's happens. so fucking crazy. It's awesome. Yeah, that is fucking yeah. crazy. And it's I'm probably going to green book this year. Yeah, week. exactly.
2: I know. It's like it's going to flip right back to, yeah.
0: That's right. You know, it, it's a pendulum. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Yeah. To find flow. that middle ground. it happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, Isn't it better that Saving Private Ryan didn't win Best Picture? Right. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Because that Oscar would not have helped or hurt right. Spielberg in any way. Right. It's better that Saving Private Ryan. Is not labeled an Oscar picture. What
2: one instead of that? That's though. the big
0: year that uh, Shakespeare and Love won. Oh god. And right. that's a good movie. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it just suited the sensibilities. It was Miramax. They were very big campaigners. Right. They yeah. were that's they honestly that <laughs> you want to know how Weinstein got into anything? Yeah. Campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a master of that. Yeah. He campaigned that movie to best picture over Saving Private Ryan, which right. is incorrect. Yeah. But it's better that Saving Private Ryan is not best picture winner. Right. Than Saving yeah. Private Ryan, in my opinion. It yeah. just feels right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. movie's so fucking good.
2: The movie's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So good. Man, I remember when that came out. I feel so old.
0: Yeah. Uh, I rented those tapes
2: because it was yes, on two tapes. Two tapes. Yep. Two tapes. I remember. Uh, it's so
0: old. Vin Diesel was in it. He was all trying true. and shit. I remember. It was weird. Yeah. He wasn't just brooding near a car. <laughs> <laughs> so, although, no, I take that back. I have nothing but love for Vin Diesel. Yeah. Uh, I just, anytime... I feel my love for Vin Diesel is threatened. I just think about the final shot out of the plane in triple X2 and all is right in the world again. So good. The, The... the moment I die, mark my words. The yeah. moment I die, the last thing I see before the lights go out is gonna be that shot in my head and I'm gonna
2: die happy. It's so crazy. And I'm probably
0: not even gonna know what it is because yeah. it would be old and crazy.
2: I rewatched that like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. That movie's so fun. It's so good. Yeah. Tony Collette ah. should have won an Oscar for that.
0: Yeah. She'll she, get one for, she's getting one for her editorial yeah, this yeah, yeah. year. So and, and And we will it, and all we'll know, know, we'll know what it's that it was for, for Triple yeah. X <laughs> return of Xander
2: Cage. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs>
0: That was one of those apology Oscars, like what yeah. The Departed one Best Picture. Great movie. Not Scorsese's greatest movie, but yeah. he didn't have one yet. Exactly. It was time. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, for Triple X yeah. to Return of Xander Cage, yeah, exactly. Tony Collette will get one for Hereditary. Exactly. So, I, I get it. I get it. Let's do Mad Scientist all movies. All right. So, Mad scientists are super interesting to me. Yes. Now that they never were before today, but yeah. they are. Yeah. Because the one thing that I think makes science so good yeah is that it is more hubris is incompatible with it yeah if you want to do it right yeah the one thing that drives science is i don't know yeah i don't know we can only know this much so let's try this maybe it's this yeah. let's try this and until we know we don't know hubris has absolutely no room no place in well done you know no place that's the yeah. phrase i was yeah. looking for yeah. in uh in science, yes. So a mad scientist has to be a breach of that. Yes. That's what a mad scientist is. Yes. And so I was thinking, okay. So like on the one hand, now these are just a couple of examples. Yeah. So Doctor Frankenstein. Yes. He's power drunk and right. nothing more. He just wants to bring life. Yeah. He wants to defy God's law. Yes. So that is that's wrong. He he has hubris. He yeah. thinks that he can do that. Um. You know, the, it. They're driven by because I can. Yep. I must, yep. which isn't always the right way to go about yep. it. And so then what's the utility? Uh, Doc Brown is a good example of a good mad scientist mm-hmm. because he actually understands the problems of his invention. But he's driven by curiosity yes. as opposed to power. Yes. He doesn't want the power, no. but he feels that since he, he understands the power, he he is the only person who's probably responsible enough to wield it. Yeah. But he, he his curiosity gets the better of him. Yeah. To his detriment a lot of the time, yes, but yeah. together with friendship and the help <laughs> of his... You know, they, yeah. they beat that. Yeah. But even at the end of three, he flies off in his time train because he's curious. Yeah. But he's not hurting anybody. Right. He's going to work it out. So yeah. he's a mad scientist, but he's a good one. Yeah. But then Herbert West, yes. he's one that is not necessarily driven by... Uh, uh, What's the word? He's not necessarily driven by greed. He's also driven by curiosity, but where he differs from a Doc Brown is that he doesn't care about the collateral damage at all. At all. It doesn't matter. All that matters is... So he actually has noble intentions of furthering science. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe until the later entries that it's about ego for him. It's just about furthering science. Yeah, Um, That could be argued. I'd have to watch it I think there's some ego uh, stuff uh, in it. Yeah, exactly. But... His main foible is that he does not care who he hurts in the process. Yeah. So there, there would probably be the ego. Yeah, yeah. Whereas Doc Brown, he does care who he hurts yes. in the process more than he cares about the science. Yes, he's just a little curious. Yeah, yeah. And so the mad scientists—I I was trying to figure out what they all mean as I picked them. Yeah. And what their motivations are. Okay, I think we should explore that. Cool, with them. I'm into that. I don't know what was
2: your—I I mean, you? my only criteria was I tried to f- pick movies where like the mad scientist was like kind of the focus of the movie in some way. Um, 'cause i I was like thinking of some really left of field stuff that by the end of thinking about it, I was like well that 's like barely even a character in that movie i 'm like making an excuse to call that movie a mad scientist movie yeah, you yeah, know yeah. what i mean
0: i didn 't necessarily go all mad scientist movies, but all with mad scientists
2: yeah. uh i I probably have some more expected ones on my list than than you might uh but and i I got some honorable mentions and stuff too i 've got a lot of honorable mentions but yeah. i 've picked my five i think i i will uh i 'll launch this off uh with um, so a Reanimator was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. Same. So rather than Reanimator, I went from Beyond. Okay. Another Stuart Gordon movie that also stars uh, Barbara Crampton and Jeffrey Combs, and is about uh, a scientist who builds—I can't remember what he calls it. It's like this crazy machine that, when it when it tunes to the right frequencies, it basically opens up another dimension within ours. He he discovers that there's a whole other dimension of life that exists parallel to, right on top of, inside of ours. We just can't experience or see it. But the moment he unlocks the door, not only can we see it, it can see us. That's so cool. <laughs> it's a really cool idea. But what it becomes is this guy that discovers what he feels is like a new... Uh, there is power in seeing the other side. And he becomes obsessed with the feeling of that power, uh, and kind of allows himself to become part of this dimension in a way that it's going to endanger our dimension. Mm-hmm. He goes kind of mad with with power. At the end of the day, is 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 what it's about. But it it get, it's a Stuart Gordon movie, so it's get gets it's into fucking weird, gets into yeah. all these ideas of like psychosexual power, mm-hmm. and like it's it's very very strange. But it's awesome. It's it's really crazy. Have you not seen that one? I've not seen that one. It's really I've crazy. Seen Dagon. Oh, I've seen I haven't Castle seen Castle Freak. I've seen Castle Freak I recently. From I haven't seen Dagon yet. Oh, Dagon's um, pretty
0: wild. It's yeah. it's a fish monster, so it really freaks my shit out.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, from Beyond is is more like like Lovecraftian type stuff. I'm into that. It's, yeah, it's, that shit
0: is so yeah, it freaks your shit just. Yeah.
2: It, and, and it's it is one of the better examples of like you know uh, e- e- uh, obviously. Um, uh, um, Reanimator is Lovecraft uh, it actually is Lovecraft but like the movie itself like doesn't doesn't quite get you to those big creatures everybody's yeah, always yeah. obsessed with and towards the end it, it does it gets a little bit there thing, yeah but it's, yeah it's it's
0: only just for the sake of escalation
2: from beyond like gives you one you know it like it gives you these sort of like cosmic beings uh in a pretty interesting crazy fucked up way with some awesome practical effects uh, it's it's definitely worth seeing. it's it I don't think it's as good as reanimator but it's it's worth seeing. I, it's watch cool. it. Yeah. I
0: definitely want to watch yeah. it. That's one that's just it's a shameless. yeah,
2: it's on the shameless uh, maybe the most interesting thing about it is it flips the roles of Crampton and uh, Combs. Combs is kind of the innocent, oh my God, what's happening here? And Crampton is like the oh, we're fucking going for this. We're going nice. in. it's it's cool.
0: I like the idea of him as hapless. I yeah, think yeah, you yeah. can do that too. yeah. He can. he's like. I feel like him and Kyle McLaughlin came out of the same machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they were in the same incubator, and then they just they yeah. had their careers. I agree. They I can, can see that. be really, really commanding and really, really like submissive and goofy. Yeah, yeah. There's a, you don't know about Dougie yet, do you? No. Okay. There, it's. Oh, I know now. I know what you're referencing. Yeah, yeah. But no, in I Chin don't. Peaks? Yeah, okay. yeah. It's. Yeah. <laughs> I are yeah. so lucky. <laughs> yeah. I think every once in a while, I'll just think about the new Twin Peaks and be like, I'm glad that this is the segment of time that I was chosen to be alive. I got to watch that. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's so good. But it's it's some of the funniest television ever. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. I can't wait. All right. Uh, should I do one? Yeah, give me one. All right. He only goes by Nathan, uh, Oscar Isaac, and Ex Machina. That's one of my choices, too. I figured it would be. Uh, this one I really, really like, though, because... And it is, once again, what the movie's about. This is a mad scientist movie because this is a guy who wants to create a perfect, passes a Turing test robot. He essentially wants to create life. And we find throughout the course of the movie that his reasons why, whether they initially were or whether it got to that way by isolation and by just unchecked power that that he's found and is building, it turns out to, once again, exceed the need to create this invention and become about him yeah. about his ego, and it's ultimately more tragic to him the stab to his ego than than the stab to his chest ever was to find that yes, he did create life, he succeeded, and it's better than him
2: yeah exactly yep it's it's uh it surpassed him, and not only did it surpass him, it surpassed him without him knowing it was without doing him knowing it, it. yep,
0: yeah. yep. It, it was almost like he believed he could do it. But he didn't consider the fact that if he actually did it, he wouldn't be able to, by nature, he wouldn't be able to control it. He'd have it. no control over He'd it He'd have it no anymore. control over it, and he never considered to think that what he wanted, a robot he could still control,
2: is incompatible with what he claims to be going for. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I, that's why it's on my mad scientist list.
2: I, I totally agree. I also, as we were watching, the skin I live in could not stop thinking about Ex Machina. There's a lot a of parallels, design, I yeah. think uh and yes the design as well like the house and the space and mm. stuff it uh man do i love ex machina it's so good the only thing the skin i live in is missing is a dance scene yeah yeah that's true. <laughs> you know
0: which i bet could have fit into yeah, it yeah yeah i certainly think that that yeah. all could have fit into it yeah yeah right on yeah oh, ex Machina.
2: I, I fucking love ex Machina. i feel like we've talked that movie so often on this show that we don't need to do no, too much no. on it but i love it and it is uh It might be, you know, my number one on this list, ultimately. Um, So I will throw this one at you. I I don't know if this will also be on your list. It might. Uh, How about Cronenberg's The Fly?
0: It's it's an honorable mention. Yeah.
2: I figured it would come up. Yeah. um,
0: And I just, I didn't have as much to say about it as I had about Ex Machina, so... That one got relegated honorable mention, but it's the best one.
2: It really is. It's so fun. It's so crazy and entertaining and weird. And the performances are like so great. The practical effects are amazing. Just as a movie, I love it. But mm. I, you know, at the end of the day, if I like really look at this list and I'm trying to figure out like what's the common thing here, it's it's power. It's almost always power with these characters. I like said that. what
0: it's always about yeah. it's either it's either power that because they discovered they're good at this, they obtained or power. That was like that discovery unlocked within them. That was always there. You know, they always say it takes a certain type of person to run for president, no matter what they are. And I believe that. And I think it takes a certain type of person to become a mad scientist, but the circumstances are different. Doc Brown, It's about curiosity, and he cares about damage.
2: Well, and that's kind of what I think is fascinating about The Fly, is I do think we start with a scientist driven by curiosity Mm. that... um,
0: He's also a little bit driven by the fact that he's seen as an outsider to the elite.
2: Yes. That's part of
0: it, and so he's trying to prove something.
2: Yes, exactly. He's got like a... um, It's an ego thing. He's Mm. he's got something to prove, uh, which is, is what leads to his curiosity... I think he, he is mostly driven by curiosity. He, ex- he exceeds his own curiosity in the moment that he decides, like, I need to prove myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then in doing so makes him a, st- a mistake that I-, I think is actually the thing that truly turns him into a mad scientist. It's almost like he's not mad until he becomes Brundlefly and then is, like, mad with both what's happening to him, the transformation, mm-hmm. But is then suddenly like he's also fascinated by himself and this new well, thing that's he, happening it's a to superpower. him, right? yes. and his and it turns
0: out he did the the right thing. Yes, he thinks he thinks, yeah. yeah.
2: And but then even as he degenerates into a literal fly man, he's like fascinated by his own like, oh, this oh, yeah. is how I eat now. This is you know what I mean. Like yeah, my he, ear fell off. I don't need them. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's such an interesting version of a mad scientist, I think, because he. A, gets like more mad as he goes, mm. but never loses the scientific curiosity of it. Do well, you know what I mean? It's
0: it's such a deep transformation in that he is getting, his human is getting drunk with power. Yes. He's getting validated. Yes. Um, he is into the curiosity, but yeah. he uh, he almost becomes egolist when he's like, I'm no longer him. I'm Brundlefly. I'm right. the next thing. But also at the same time. There's an argument to be made that a little bit of the fly's brain is in him, yes, and so he's erratic, yes, and he's a little off, yep. and kudos to Goldblum for like oh, nailing that aspect it. of it, yeah. And so, yeah, he, he's mad because he was already mad, yeah. He's also mad because he is the failed
2: experiment, yes. and he, he is fucked up now, yeah. But oh, I, that movie's fucked up. I love that. It's fucking so movie. good. Even as a failed experiment, he's fascinated by him. You know what yeah. I mean? Like oh, his yeah. curiosity, he's still never there. leaves. It's mm-hmm. like he's he, even though he. Created a mo- turned himself into a monster, he still needs to research his monstrous self, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and know more about it. He is all about the science, yeah, yeah, to, to a degree,
0: yeah, certainly more so than well. I, I guess it could be the same argument about ex machina. We don't know what his intentions are yeah, going true, in. But true. yeah. I don't know.
2: I just think that's like why he's such an interesting, mad scientist. He could have been a Doc Brown, yeah, 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 yeah. Seth Brundle could have been a Doc yeah, Brown, yeah,
0: but uh, fucked up, yeah, he fucked up, so weird. I think out of all of those. Late seventies, early eighties remakes of monster movies. I yeah. think the fly is my favorite one. I, yeah, it might be mine too. Blob's incredible, things incredible. Yeah. It, Invasion of the body snatcher's incredible, but Fly is the one that I always find myself thinking about. Yeah, yeah. For more reasons than just I like the plot mechanics and right. the feel and all right. that.
2: That's a cool movie. That's a really good it's movie. It's gross as fuck. Oh, Cronenberg can- rules.
0: Oh, he's so so gross.
2: Yeah. Give all me another.
0: Right. Uh this one I'll do it.
2: Yeah frederick frankenstein oh man i thought about it
0: why not Froderick? because they actually do something in that movie that i think is one of the funniest things in any movie ever that's probably my favorite comedy. yeah frankenstein but it also is the moment that we see frankenstein go mad and become frankenstein yeah because he does have ego at the beginning when the people uh doubt his uh his uh, credentials. Yep. He stabs himself in the leg with yes. the scalpel because yep. he's uncontrollable. But the big funny moment is when he stays up all night reading the uh, his uh, grandfather or father's journals, mm-hmm. and he reaches that mad science moment yeah. when he finishes it, and the lightning strikes, and he looks at the camera and he says, "It could <laughs> work." Yeah. And I think it's very funny that he's driven to the mad. I can do this. It's alive for could. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could yeah. work. It's a brilliant delivery. It is a parody of that exact moment where the where the the ego eats the the curiosity
2: mm-hmm. of the science and it's played for comedy.
0: I mean, yeah. he he is a wonderful mad scientist, but it's not tragic because that movie is a comedy.
2: Yeah, I I really I thought about putting it on my list cuz I did want to talk about how it's like a comedy that still takes the mad scientist aspect seriously, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is it's kind of a cool interesting thing. Uh could work. it's so good okay the, so i i've i've been saving this pick cuz i this is like the one i'm most excited about cuz it's a nice big callback to our own show in a big bad way i'm i'm kind of guessing you might not have thought of this one maybe you did i think i know what it is upstream color
0: no, actually. I thought you were gonna say Tusk. <laughs> oh, actually that's also on my that's list. That's an honorable <laughs> yep, mention.
2: it's yep, me. an honorable mention. Uh I went with upstream color because I think yeah. you could rightfully say that the sampler is a mad scientist. Yeah. Uh Andrew Sensenig, who we interviewed on the show, this is our first big interview. Thanks, Andrew. Right on. Uh I think you could rightfully say the sampler is a mad scientist. Oh, without a doubt. Uh and but I I kinda wanted to talk about it. Like, I don't know, what is he driven by, do you think? Because he sees like a cycle of life here that he thinks he's contributing to and
0: i know it's all he is making music yes that's one thing that the one thing he gets out of right his cycle is <clears throat> excuse me is the sound yes i don't know what's driving him right he almost seems like he's just driven by but a line that i loved in my batman versus superman review yeah is like not or not batman versus maybe it was justice league not justice league it's just like you know what is what is Lex Luthor's motivation? Well, Lex Luthor's kill Batman's. That's yeah, what they yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like and he's actually an honorable mention on my list. Okay, uh, yeah, that's good actually. But uh, because there's there's fun stuff to say about him. But yeah. uh but you know, because functionally that's what this the sampler does. Like yes. I I almost feel like he's driven by like he knows his place in this larger this, thing. This like system that he's
2: discovered. But
0: in being aware of this system it makes him a mad scientist. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, I just I don't know that came to my mind as we, I was thinking about this. I was like Trying to figure out, like, what's, like, because my picks were, like, Reanimator and The Fly and, like, the things you would expect to to talk about on a list like this. So I was trying to come up with a kind of left field uh, choice for this. And it occurred to me I that. I never would have thought of it. Yeah. It occurred to me that, like, he is a mad scientist. But then I was like, okay, but why? Like, what's what makes him a mad scientist?
0: Well, let's go down this thread. So yeah. if what he gets out of it is the music. Yeah. I think that in the same way that it takes a certain person to be a comedian or a yeah, politician, yeah. it certainly takes a certain person to be a musician. Yeah, yeah. And people who are obsessed with music, we've seen it happen in I mean, we see it happen in every creative field. Yeah. But we've seen it happen in music and history where it drives them to the point of
2: literal death sometimes. He'll do whatever he has to do to, anything just yeah. to make that song sound yeah.
0: better. No amount of heroin is too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, yeah. and it's you know, you see that I think it you do have to be a little bit of a, a mad scientist yeah. to to be a musician.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. So it's he's he's an artist that is uh is a mad scientist. He he comes he comes by his mad science through art, mm-hmm. which is interesting.
0: I mean, I, I always joke, I love cooking. Why do I love cooking? Because cooking lets me be a mad scientist. Yeah. I just make shit up. Yeah. It's like, I'll throw this in here and I'll put some fire on it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's certainly a gleeful experience to cook. I yeah. love cooking. Yeah. And it's because back in the day, I used to love making slime, you know, yeah. like, whatever it was.
2: Well, now, and now that I'm saying all this, it's like the line between mad scientist and artists is like super thin because you could argue that. Um, uh robert in in the skin i live in is an artist to some extent right Let's oh, ultimately he's obsessed with this thing he created
0: i think we even were talking about that when the movie started is yeah. like to be like who bees a surgeon yeah <laughs> yeah yeah who's like no nah, i'm gonna do that yeah who
2: decides i'm gonna do that i'm gonna be yeah. a people sewer
0: yeah what yeah No. yeah i'm gonna give people better faces like, great, but I don't know
2: who that is. Yeah, I don't know who's motivated to do that. Remember but.
0: when that uh, that lady that was an astronaut drove across country in a diaper to, like, break up some marriage or something? What? No. It was a news story that happened back in the day. Like, a former astronaut, like, drove across country to stop an affair that she was somehow Whoa. related to. But they found diapers in her car because she wanted to just drive straight. Yeah, And everyone was like, who would have thought that an astronaut, like, who would have yeah. thought that they would be crazy? Yeah. I would, yeah, yeah, I yeah, would. yeah. The person who wants to who trains their whole life to rocket into space, yeah, In yeah. a little bubble, insane. I would, I would say that they have something yeah. going on, definitely you know? nuts. Yeah, it's, mine made me want to get on stage and yell jokes at drunk people. There's want to go into space. Yeah. A surgeon wants to cut it. I can't explain it, yeah. but it takes a certain thing. Yeah, that's their madness.
2: Yeah. So the sampler, there you go. That's From uh, upstream color, how many have I done? Uh, one, I think two. I've done four because we shared one. So um, you've done three, I think.
0: I did Ex Machina and Frankenstein, right? Yeah.
2: Um.
0: All right. I forget his name, but we're going to go with Tom Wilkinson's character in Eternal Sunshine of the
2: Spirit Oh, yeah. Mind, I thought about that, too.
0: Because he's another one that he invented this service. Yep. And to erase you know, memories that are inconvenient or unfortunate, yep. to just make you feel better and ignore your problems, erase a little bit of that identity, if we want to tie it into yep, the, you yep. know, of, of your experience and all that. But then we find that he uses it to cover up affairs. Yes. Yep. Yep. He's he got drunk. Oh, with I his forgot power. about that plot that plot twist. Yeah. yeah. He was he used it to erase an affair that he had with one of his coworkers. Because yep. if she doesn't remember it, it never happened. Yep. He's keeping his mouth shut. And like that's mad science. Yep. That is someone who created something that, you know, I think the movie argues is is a bad service, but right. I could certainly see as being a, a, a In a utilitarian sense, a useful service to some. Sure. And uh, almost immediately after coming to success with it, has found a way to abuse it for his own gain. Yep. And I think that we get the sense through the few scenes with this character that he he deserves the power to be able to do that because he created it. Right, right. He absolutely deserves it. Right. And he doesn't though. No. Yeah. Yeah. But he's mad. He got that ego. It's that ego thing. Yeah. It's that ego. Ego I created it, so I must be worthy of wielding it. And that is just that's almost never the case. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like good science, as I have on here, should be separate from hubris. Yes. That's the only thing that keeps it is you you absolutely have to maintain the idea that you are not that you are you are not better than it. Right. Just because you made it does not mean that you are the only person who can use it responsibly. Yes. Even Doc Brown needed Marty to fix things. That's, that's right. He did he did rip a hole in the space time continuum <laughs> many times. Many, many <laughs> so, times. So many times.
2: So you
0: know. It's true. He's drunk. Oh, it's
2: such a good pick. I I thought about putting that on my list and then kind of opted against it. Um, well, so I okay. Here's here's what I'll make my last pick. And I'll be honest, I saw this movie once. I don't remember it as well as I'd like to to talk about it here. But I think you're a fan of this, so we might be able to have a good conversation about it. Splice is a mad scientist movie. that. That movie rules. Yeah. Uh, uh, Vin- From the director of, of Cube! Cube. Uh, Vincenzo Natale, do Vincenzo I have that right? Vincenzo Natali. Yeah. Natali. Yeah.
0: Vincenzo, Mario Batal. Yeah, yeah. No, Vincenzo Natale. Natale. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, th- so that's the thing. I saw this once and I don't actually remember it that well, but I know you're a big seen fan of once. this. So. I've seen it once yeah. as
0: well. But I think we know the moment where we went. This is mad science. Yes, it's when yeah. he fucked.
2: it. It's when he fucks that <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, and honestly, I thought about that movie while watching The Skin I Live In as well. Yeah. That that it, uh, he got, does
0: essentially do literally a, a, that a very similar thing. You fucked it. Yeah, yeah. Fucked it. Yep. You stuck your dick in the crazy you made. Yep. You fu- <laughs> you fucked it. It's
2: uh, that movie is super wild. Yeah, that's a great um, movie. Yeah, because you spend like a half hour. Sarah Polly, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even an hour, like at least a half hour, if not an hour, like in just a kind of like charming creature feature mm-hmm. that really takes a hard turn into like, no, this is mad science. Mm-hmm. This is, you know,
0: it's already science that they did with the best intentions, but against ethics against ethics. And, yep. and so they're hiding it. Yes. But like at first it is adorable because yes. it's like we've actually created this thing that I think might be good. Right. But then it gets fucking hot. Yep. I'd have. I probably would have fucked it. Well, God I, damn it! But that's like. That's I probably would have fucked it. I will <laughs> I'll admit it. I will admit it. If at the level it was at when Adrian Brody fucked yeah. it, although he was with Sarah Polly. Yeah, I, I would not have broken a, the bond of a relationship to fuck it. But if I was single, yeah, and Splice was coming of age, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'd have fucked Splice. I don't know. I'm confident in that. Yeah, I, I think know. that movie actually requires a little bit of of us wanting to fuck it in yeah. order to buy him fucking it. That's so yeah. I'm just going to own it. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It's, the tentacles are a little weird, but yeah. you know what? Uh I was going to say I've had worse, but that's not true. Oh. <laughs> <I never laughs> uh the
2: uh, what was I going to say though? The the, the I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I I just uh man, I had a thought that it that disappeared. It'll come back though. Um we We're talking
0: about how they they got oh, into it with the best intentions. Well,
2: yeah, that I do think that that's like a thing that is, is very true in the skin I live in and a lot of these stories which is just the Uh, the its power and ego, right? But it's also like the the ownership thing, and the way that men tend to, especially fucking horrible men, tend to assert their ownership is to just fuck the thing. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's Uh, in our animal. Yeah, yeah. It's it's,
0: something that that fortunately has been socialized out for the most part. But it's still there.
2: Yeah, But it's, it's in our animal. It's like the it, it, it is a physical version of like ownership mm-hmm. um, that like all of these mad scientists end up undergoing in some way. In the skin I live
0: in, it's when, and it's funny too because it's when Vera first says no, 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 tomorrow. Right. He doesn't even realize that that she's mitigating for power here right. or negotiating for power. Yeah. Because he's just like, oh, I got it. I'm gonna fuck right. it now. Yeah. Mine. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all
2: about that ownership. Yep yeah it's But you uh, don't got a motherfucker
0: you yeah exactly. bullet to the face,
2: yeah uh so yeah it's just like it's interesting that like splice is about like this adorable creature thing that as soon as it's like becomes a thing that he is like attracted to he's like well now i must own gotta this fuck thing. it it's yeah as yeah. soon as it's sexualized yep. it's it's sexualized yes. yeah 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 that's a, i want
0: to watch that again that was a good i did too movie. i haven't seen it in a while that was a good movie yeah anything from the makers of Cube. cube <laughs> cube I feel like I only did three, but I could be wrong. You did four. Did you I got one four. to go. Okay, because I have two that I want to talk about. That's fine. Well, I'll just throw away this one just because it's a really cool movie. When I was a kid, I saw it. It's called... That's what it's called. For it's real? about It's about a, uh, a scientist who's making a serum that turns people into snakes. Ah! Uh. And this guy becomes... Uh, Dirk Benedict is the actor Whoa. who plays the... Uh, <laughs> the the kid who just kind of becomes his assistant okay, and things get out of hand is it like a
2: kids movie no no, okay, no, no, okay. no. I
0: mean it's not a. It, it was on like sci-fi channel but yeah, I remember yeah. it, was, it was on and my dad was like oh I remember this movie we should watch this uh-huh. it's pretty cool because he was just trying to like give yeah. me something to do on a Saturday yeah. and it like fucked me up so yeah, it's yeah. one of those great memories interesting that's cool so my number one and everybody knows my love for this movie is Dr. Octopus in Spider-Man 2 oh cool he is the best mad scientist I love that because I like the way that they use they use his mad science to tell an arc about a guy who wasn't a mad scientist right. who went mad truly with power uh was disgraced to the point that he owned that that evil power yeah and then had to you know and then in order to save the day has to reckon with the fact that hey i've a you know very few mad scientists that get destroyed by their power in the movies learn something before they do. It's true. It's regret, but yeah. it's never I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, and he's the only mad scientist that makes amends. Yeah. even if it's in just sacrificing his life. Sure, and it's just a great. That's arc. really Alfred yeah. Molina crushes it, That's and a I love great that. Point. Spider-Man's thing is that he, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's it's literal. Yeah, and so they juxtapose those against one another. Where we have Spider-Man who's reaching a point in his crime-fighting career where it's, why am I cursed with this power? Yeah. Because I don't want this responsibility. And now that I have the power, I can't shirk it. Yeah. To another guy who is sort of chasing that power and then forgot to act responsibly about it. Yeah. And it destroyed him. Yeah, yeah. And so Spider-Man witnesses that and learns, like, no, I... You know, yeah, he may have chased that power, but there's nothing I can do to change it. So I need to be responsible about it, or else I could become that monster. And Dr. Octopus finishes his arc because he looks at Spider Man and goes, wow, that guy didn't even want his power. Mm -hmm. And he's trying to stop evil because he can. Mm -hmm. I need to do that too. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's so well done. That no, there's no superhero movie that's ever going to tell that. That's
2: a great point about mad scientists never really learning anything. And that's kind of like a unique thing in that story, which is cool.
0: They never do. I mean, I'm sure they do in some of them, but even yeah. Doc Brown, he's he's going to go zip around in space train. He's yeah, got to yeah. do it. Yep. He's got to do it. But yeah, Dr. Octopus just... he It almost... It's only a moment where he goes, oh, and, and much like the fly, too, there's reason to believe he's a little bit infected by the arms because yep. of the inhibitor chip, which blew <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. But the inhibitor chip only blows out when everyone goes, it's too big, you got to contain it. Yeah. He's like, nah, nah, nah. And that one moment causes every chip to fall of misfortune yep. and ego bruising that he just goes mad.
2: Yeah. It's beautiful. It's so good. The movie fucking rules. Yeah. That was so like, uh, I think the last time I saw it was with Jacob on on his podcast. Oh, right on. Yeah. Which man, that movie is so fun to watch. Uh, all right, uh, tusk was one of my honorable mentions, Same. but I'm gonna hit you with Eddie Murphy's The Nutty Professor. Oh, I just thought that was such a funny <laughs> one to bring up in the midst of this. I mean, it's it is a mad it's a
0: mad science movie, science movie. as yeah. is the original yep. Flubber. Because it makes him cool, gives yep. him that ego. Yep. Yeah. It's like it's almost literal. That's yeah. actually a good choice. I, think, yeah. I had a, a human centipede in there, but I just didn't have much to say about that. Yeah. Um, Rocky Horror oh yeah dr frank yeah. creates that monster why because he got a fuck, <laughs> and that's the whole reason for everything that dr frank does yeah. is fucking he hides behind it's a vanity thing yeah. even at the end don't dream it be it but that's all a ruse he did it because he wanted to fuck and he drew people there <laughs> to watch him do it so that he could fuck that's yeah. what that movie's about that movie rules yeah but yeah that's that's, that's so funny it says everything yeah. purely um Overlord was just a great movie I oh, saw yeah. recently. I haven't seen that. And the villains are just products of mad science. Okay. I did not have much to say. Yeah. Uh, Wayland Utani and Prometheus. Oh yeah, that's real had, good. Because uh, he he is mad by the end. Oh he, yeah. He just wants to, all he wants is more life. Yeah. He needs more time. Yeah. We don't get it. Yeah. But he tries to get more. Um, Jenna said Bruce Banner. You you oh that's great. But he's what's weird is he's not the mad scientist. Right. But this the he's the experiment where the the. The ego he doesn't have is forced upon him. So yes. he is a mad scientist. Yeah. By
2: the way, David from Prometheus and Covenant could rightfully be said yeah, to be a mad scientist he's as well. Definitely, yeah. He's
0: actually probably a matter scientist. Yeah. Than, and even the uh, the engineers are probably mad yes. scientists yep. too. Although that movie is about somebody canceling their plan to say our experiment failed. Right. Yeah. So they're, right. they might not be mad scientists. True, true. I had Henry Wu in Jurassic Park, but oh. he only becomes a mad scientist later. In the Yeah, the late yeah, when sequels. When they decide to yeah. make him a character. Yeah. I liked Lex Luthor in Batman vs. Superman that's because a very good he choice. actually wants to be a mad scientist, right. which makes him different from everybody else. <laughs> yeah. He has decided, like, yes. no, mad science is what I'm good at. Yeah. And it's what's fun, and I have the ability. It's so the skin it. I live in, all right? It's the I'm, skinny list. <laughs> I'm a Lex Luthor's kill Batman. So yeah. That's what they do. Or at Superman's. Yeah, yeah. And then the the weirdest one I could come up with, but I really ended up falling in love with, but it's still an honorable mention, is James Franco in Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I thought about that, actually. Right? I, he, I thought he about that. He engineered the end of humanity. Yes. And he, he, his only problem was just he played with a power too big because yes. he, he got greedy and used it on his dad. Yep. And you know, then it got out of hand. But I don't think he was ever mad to the point where
2: I think he remained altruistic, but that breach of ethics did him in. Yep, it's it's um you know we might not call that ego but it's not that different cuz i think that is one of the it's as you say uh, uh uh what was the phrase you kept Ethics? using no no uh, on your paper you wrote uh without hubris, hubris right yeah. because i think to some extent what's happening there is a selfish thing right it's it's mm-hmm. but uh, the whole point of what i'm doing is to fix my dad yeah yeah, yeah. and i Although need to I fix get my the dad i do
0: sense though, the last time i watched it that him wanting to fix his dad was for his dad's sake oh okay and yeah It yeah, that's definitely true. plays more like that in my memory yeah um, I could be wrong. You might be right, yeah. But um, but I, it doesn't absolve him, you know. Right. Yes. Manslaughter still means you got someone killed. Yeah. It, yeah. It's he. He. I think he did it out of that. It's when it because he injects it in his dad, and his dad suddenly becomes luminous, again. Right. And then when he falls back into even worse, yes, uh, even yeah. a worse mental state, then it's. Well, now we need to we need to step this up a yeah, little bit. I want yeah. to try it again and that's where he, he falls. Yeah. And that's where the ego comes in is if I can buy a little more time, I know I'm the person who can fix it. Right. When really it's like maybe you're playing with fire.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I thought about that one actually because I, I think it's a pretty good one. That's a great movie. It's a really good that's movie. It's a great series. Yeah. He, Rupert Wyatt has a new movie coming out that actually looks kind of cool. Do you know what I'm talking about? Maybe. What is it? Um, uh, um, uh, John Goodman is in it. It's I can't even remember what the title is, but it's like we we live in a world that is run by alien overlords now.
0: Okay, it's like it's like a movie
2: that starts where we were invaded like a while ago, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they're just our overlords now. And I we, love that. That's yeah, yeah. Cool. I forget what it's, it's like called. the
0: reverse of District Nine. Yeah, where they were here a while ago. Right. where they're overlords. It, oh, it's oh man,
2: it's called like maybe like Nation State or something. I forget exactly, but it it looks pretty cool.
0: Rupert Wyatt, let's see. Yeah,
2: I'm I'm pretty sure it's him. I I think he's who directed it because he's had like a weird run. Like Rise was really good, but. I don't think it quite got the credit it deserved, and then he went on when to do... When I rewatched do...
0: all of them before the new one, yeah. I think that Rise might be the best one out of them. Interesting, it, yeah. it was really a lot of fun. Uh,
2: I think he went on to do the... Um, Captive State? Captive State, Captive that's what State. it is. Oh, yeah, cool. I watch that trailer. It, it looks pretty interesting. I will. Um, and he co-wrote it. Yeah. With Erica Beanie. Did he, didn't he do the Ender's Game movie?
0: Right? Um, let's see. Am I right about that? Oh, he did the gambler. I didn't see that, but it was good. Oh, I um, heard that's good. He did not do. Oh, I don't know who I'm thinking of
2: that did that. His um,
0: game was Orson Scott but
2: Yeah, Gavin Hood. Gavin Hood. Yeah. Yep.
0: And Gavin Hood did. Did he, he, Yeah. Oh, he did. Eye in the sky. Eye in the sky. I, I knew. Love I thought that that's movie. what
2: he went on to do. Yeah. Yeah, these. Oh, right I feel like both of these guys we're talking about now are these guys that have like kind of like been through the system a little bit. Oh yeah, and it's like hard to know what to make of them, but I think they make good, interesting movies.
0: Oh wait, wait. He. I don't know if he directed "Eye in the Sky." Oh no, he did. Okay, he did, I think so. He's just also in it. I got messed oh. up because Gavin Hood has a, a an huge acting acting list as well. Him. It's all weird stuff. like yeah. Like, uh,
2: did he not do X Men Origins Wolverine? By the way, is that Gavin Hood? Live Wire Two: Woo! Human Time Bomb. <laughs> that is the best title it. ever. The
0: tagline is: "In a high tech world, it all. <laughs> Sorry. In a high tech world, it all comes down to the wire." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Live Wire Damn, that's two. Good.
2: Uh, we should watch that.
0: We should absolutely watch that. Yeah. A computer chip turns an FBI agent into a lethal weapon. Sounds to me like some mad science. All right, what were you asking me? Oh no, no! Uh oh! Didn't Gavin Hood direct uh, X Men Origins Wolverine? I think that's that a Gavin makes, Hood movie. Uh, it's at the top of his uh, like the the banner at the top is a picture of Hugh Jackman. So he did X Men Origins Wolverine. <laughs> I, was, I thought that was a Gavin Hood movie. I think that that movie, which is not great, gets yeah. a bad rap. Uh, okay, it's whatever. Yeah, we didn't have Logan yet. It yeah. was like yeah, it was a solo Wolverine movie. Yeah. so was every other X Men yeah, movie yeah. to that point it's, to a degree. It's, it's fine, I don't give a
2: shit. It's a very dumb movie that has a lot of cool stuff in it, yeah, it's yeah. it's whatever, yeah, but I mean Logan's the one. yeah, yeah, yeah. the Logan opening will. sequence where it's like his life through time or whatever so cool. is awesome. yeah, it yeah. reaches points yeah. of I think' There's its good stuff are in direction. it yeah. also has the
0: best, my favorite one liner. And I've probably said it on the episodes. Probably, before. but they hit me with it again. He's about to fight Lev Tiger. <laughs> and uh, they're thrown down. And Liev, <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> that's a good one. Proud of that. Happened right now. Boom. Fresh <laughs> off the presses. And Liev Tiger goes, uh, do you even know how to kill me? Yeah. And then Wolverine, super badass, goes, I'm going to cut your head off. See if that works, <laughs> and then they start throwing. That's down. good. That's, That's real good. So, but it's it, he delivers it in a way that I oh, yeah. couldn't possibly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's Hugh Jackman. Jackman's not a yeah. pussy, yeah. so he <laughs> kills it. Yeah, he's Liam he, Schreiber's a pussy cat. Oh, oh, Liam Tiger Liam is so Tiger. good. That's not that the good. Con- co- well, because <laughs> the
2: context of him playing yeah. Sabretooth is like that makes it so good. <laughs> Liam Tiger, <laughs> so good.
0: Because he had teeth and he was like, Yeah, and he, he I he love would it. Gallop down the hallway on all fours for some fucking reason. Yeah, I love it. Oh, man. So Ed good. Deadpool. Uh,
2: yes. Let's wrap this up. Let's wrap it up. Uh, good. You can find us online at uh, on Facebook.com slash I Like Two Movie. It's numeric two at I Like Two Movie on Twitter. Uh, you can email us I Like Two Movie at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes. Leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. That helps us get found by more people. We uh, And, you know, more people's better. More people's better. It's yeah. true. That's the lesson we learned tonight. Oh, no, I'm on Twitter at Philadelphia. It's with an F letterbox.com slash Philadelphia. I write for cinema76.com and FarsightedBlog.com. Find me on all those places. Boom. (laughs) Shakalaka. Yeah, all that good stuff. You are fully drained of of DayQuil. (laughs) It's done. I got to switch to
0: NightQuil in the next 20 minutes or so. (laughs) And um, there it is. Yeah, yeah, Um, that's your sign off happening. Fuck, man. So, at Dan Scully on everything, letterboxed Twitter, all that fun stuff, uh, Cinema76.com, findy.com got a couple things up on MovieJohn.com, so, you know, live your life. Dan's literally <laughs> about to take a <laughs> nap on happening. his microphone. Dude, live your life, do it up, you yeah. know, if you, if you discover something, keep it in check, Yeah, you don't want to become Seth. Fly. yeah and live in your skin live in your skin and don't let your skin live in you it's <laughs> <laughs> soviet russia skin live in you <laughs> that's the uh yakov version yeah. of the skin yeah. i live in yeah so <laughs> Great. Yeah. It's yep. Perfect way to. End. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. should check out the it might not be the newest, but one of the more recent episodes of The Shame Files Oh Yes. Where we did. a. Uh, speaking of Russian, of bad Russian accents, <laughs> the hunt for uh, Red October. You almost so said the hunt for Russian October. Didn't I you? almost said the hunt for bread October, <laughs> which is even more tragic. And I'd love to watch that. Steve Odekirk. That sounds Ooh, like yeah, it's right, right up your alley. <laughs> the hunt for bread October. Check he's, it out. he's just
2: an animated piece of bread yeah. in, in uh, submarine sets. It's the exact same yeah. movie, but yeah. it's just like,
0: oh, I'm, I'm a bread. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and like, should we turn to the east or
2: to the yeast? And then it's a bread pun and they all they all laugh. I liked re- so we have tiger better. We have tigers a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. My name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. <laughs> my name is Leif Tiger, and I like to movie movie.
0: Oh, hey! My name is Dan Scully, and I
2: like to movie movie. And <laughs> we all know that you like to movie movie because we, we like, like to movie. movie. Rare.
0: <laughs> if Leif Tiger meowed at the end of that movie, it would be I would, there'd be no problems with it.